This episode of Nothing But Niners is brought to you by our partners at MyBookie.ag. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year, and the stakes have never been higher at MyBookie.ag. Whether you're backing the Bucks or Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when you've got money on it at MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at MyBookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win the race. Smart money bets the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use our promo code NBN and double your first deposit. Again, that's promo code NBN, as in nothing but Niners, to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. <laughs> This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, quits to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs a cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the left zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, 49ers. 96 yard run from Scrimmage. Garrison Hurst. Yeah. Another fun-filled episode. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. And to my right is my guy, Nick. He is 49 Faithful 365. Nick, what's going on, baby? What up? Come on, it's man. It's Seattle nah, week, more baby. That, it's Seattle week, baby. Yeah, now that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Now, guys, it's going to be a fun episode. Nick and I are going to break some stuff down here, man. Uh, we got some notes that we're going to go over and everything. We're going to talk about the latest rumors, notes, Nuggets concerning your favorite team, the 49ers. But before we do, 
unfortunately, we have to go through these formalities. Guys, this is your first time here on the YouTube page. You just stumbled across this channel. Please, please, please subscribe, okay? Because uh, we bring you guys a lot of 49ers content. We got some bonus episodes coming to you guys as early as tomorrow. So make sure you guys subscribe, hit the like button, turn on your notifications so you know exactly when we're going live. All right. Give us a follow on some of our social media pages. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but nine ERS. That is nothing but the number nine ERS. Then we have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. And that is nothing but Niners. That's spelled all the way out. Nick, man, I got a surprise for you. I'm going to surprise you on the air in front of everybody. You ready? You ready? You ready? ready. What, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow night. What am I doing tomorrow night? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. Working. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe you can join from work, man. I got contacted by a guest saying that they want to be on the show. Not the other way around. They hit me up and say, yo, big dog, what's up? We overdue. So. Who is it? Oh, that's the surprise. I can't t- here. I'll, I'll type it in the private chat. We'll yeah, you tell me who it is, huh? Yeah, you tell me who it is because you didn't tell yeah. me this yet. I know. I, I, this just happened. They, they were trying <clears throat> to make it tonight, and I was like, all right, we'll see what happens, you know. And da 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 da. And tonight didn't work out, so they said tomorrow. You see it? Yeah, he probably wants to come over and talk some shit with me. But <laughs> it's all good. I'm still gonna call him Garoppolo. He called you out on your show, man, on it on on his show. But that's all right. See, that just lets you know the powers that be pay attention to what happens here at Nothing But Niners, man. It really, it, it really does show that, like, you know, we shaking and moving out here, baby. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm excited about it. But Nick, we do have to talk about the latest rumors, man. This there's a story that just will not go away, and it's back in the headlines again. Um, apparently, people were saying that Tom Brady was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, with that, you're sticking with that mother effer? Um, because according to Mike Florio or someone over there at PFT, uh, they confirmed per sources that Tom Brady was not talking about the Bears and Chicago. So at the time and at the moment where everybody is at war with each other here in the, in the faithful fan base, Mike Florio, the biggest antagonist of the 49er fan base, comes out and says, hey, guys, by the way, Tom Brady wasn't talking about Mitch. And Now, is he just being divisive? Is he just trying to put a wedge between us because he knows we're at odds with each other? Dude, should we care about this story at all? I, no. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, we shouldn't care about this shit. Like, move on. Like, I'm sorry. Look, we're already in the process of moving on, right? And that's where we're kind of kind of at. That's why this fan base is like so torn right now. It's either Kyle Shanahan or it's Garoppolo or it's Lance, well, Trey Lance. And like we're already in the process of moving on. Like what I mean, yes. <laughs> Will we have a better quarterbacking play this year? One way or another? Yeah, but it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. So if it was the 49ers, it's not a long-term thing. So just move on and get a long-term thing. Get your guy. So, And I think Kyle Shanahan probably has gotten his guy. I can't say for sure because he's not putting him in. But it doesn't bother me. 
It's over with. It's over with. Yeah. You know, it's it's just disappointing that we just can't seem to shake it. We have enough going on in-house and internally, right? The fan base is currently turning on Kyle. This story comes out saying that Kyle and other members of the staff said that Tom Brady was only marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And so it's just creating this big turnup that I'm not sure we need. He's marginally better, but you've been trying to replace him since 2018. Talk about it. <laughs> so, I mean, look, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo's time is up here. Uh, it's not – it may not be right this second, but it's coming to an end. So, I, I'm just – I'm over-talking about quarterbacks that are outside this organization because we can't even get it right inside the organization right now. So, why do I care about what's outside the organization when we get, we need to focus on what's inside the organization right now and getting that situated first before talking about other BS that's coming out in the NFL? Because – Obviously, these things are going to come out, right? People want to stir the pot. They're, media is going to start eating at the why isn't, you know, just like the fan base is right now. Yeah, it's clickbait. That's exactly what it is, which I started watching on Netflix last night, which I shouldn't have done because then I only got about 20 minutes of sleep. Um, but, um, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's clickbait, right? It's It's like what all of us content creators try to do is we try to label things to gain interest to where people start watching and they're like, wait, this isn't even what I'd like clicked on to listen to, but whatever. Um, no, we have our own problems internally. And I think we actually have more issues than is out actually out being said right now. There's something going on within this organization, but I haven't figured it out yet. That's a good place to start, man. So listen, people are rapidly turning on Kyle Shanahan and I listen, I think I need to apologize, Nick. We, we talked about being shakers and movers and you know what, what happens in the group thread, the trendsetters and all that stuff. I was coming at Kyle these last couple of episodes hard, hard. It started with that Jimmy played very well. Then it was the whole thing that you read about Wes Welker saying that, you know, he doesn't know the, the staff that's running out on the field. And then Jimmy's throwing Kyle under the bus. We got to talk about that too. That happened since we had a last show. Do you, you know what I'm talking about with Jimmy throwing Kyle under the bus? Yeah, where he said that I only I execute the plays that are called. Yes, Jimmy was asked a, a very direct question by a, a, a reporter. And it was, do you think that it's a fair criticism of your abilities that you you don't throw down the field or to the sidelines? He asked the reporter to repeat it, and they did. And he said, no, it's not a fair criticism. I only execute the plays that are called. I wish I had the clip. I wish I wish I had the clip. Uh, I would I would definitely um, play it, but I don't have the clip. It was it was just so now Jimmy is blaming Kyle. Kyle's praising Jimmy, and Kyle's saying he doesn't know about the the reps, the snap counts, and things like that, and he doesn't know the personnel that's coming out on the field. And so I said. Cause I was dumbfounded. I was I was completely thrown off by all this. And I was like, "Yo, like, I, my brain is like scrambled, and I don't know how to look at Kyle anymore. I don't know how to take what he says and all that." And the next thing you know, 
it's all over social media. People are turning on Kyle at a rapid pace. So let me set a couple of things straight here, guys. Everything I said was true. I am absolutely puzzled. I am befuddled by what is happening with Kyle Shanahan. But in no way, shape, or form do I think that there is a better coach out there for this team right now. I see people talking about we should go get Eric Bieniemy and da 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 da. You guys got to remember that Eric Bieniemy is also working with Andy Reid, and y'all don't know the percentage of what's happening over there between Andy Reid and Eric, because I promise you, I promise you, more of it is Andy than what you think. Andy Reid has always had a high-powered, uh, gunslinging offense. He's always been a risk taker. He's always had clock management issues. All of that is all taking place over there. So I'm not willing to just sit here and be like, oh, this guy is going to be better than Kyle Shanahan. We have to be very, very careful with stuff like that. Um, Kyle Shanahan is still my guy. I won't speak for anybody else on this show, on this platform. I'm only speaking for Mike. Kyle Shanahan is still my guy. He is confusing the hell out of me right now, but he is still my guy. Now, before Nick replies, I want to read a couple of these contributions that we have here. Uh, Last Second Sports, thanks for the contribution. He says it wasn't San Francisco Tom was talking about. Tom also said that he wouldn't go to said team anyways. He wanted to be a Niner. Have a great show, fellas. Very good. So there's a book that came out that said that Tom Brady called Wes Welker after the Super Bowl loss and said something along the lines of, when I'm free, I'll come there if you guys need me. That was basically... Uh, what the message was, and so if you last, want me, yeah, if you want me, right. And so yeah. last second is saying that if we if we believe that to be true, then it can't be uh, the 49ers that Tom was talking about because he also said in that clip on the barbershop that it wasn't a team uh, that he would go to. So that means that it's not it. Now, this is the problem uh, with this last second is that. People are going to believe what they want to believe. They're going to hear one part, ignore the other part, and then we're just stuck somewhere in the middle. Uh, but that is a good point that you made, and I'm going to ride with you. I don't think, one, I don't care, even if Tom was talking about us. And two, I don't think uh, that he was. Uh, so thanks for that contribution. We have one more here from Nick Donald. That's my dude, Jesse, by the way. Appreciate yeah. him. If you guys aren't following them already, man, go over there, give them a uh, like and subscribe at Last Second Sports. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say it says Nick. No, no, no. Threw, last second sports, last one. Yeah, no, I know, but you you threw me off. Like, I, I popped this one up. I said, Nick Donald. You're like, that's my guy, Jesse, by the way. And I'm like. Yeah, I was looking down at my phone, so no, no worries. All right, take this one away, buddy. Nick Donald, 499. My, my guy, man. I haven't seen him on here in a while, actually. Uh, is Kyle trying to get fired or what? What the hell is going on with the 49ers? Put Lance and he can learn from his mistakes rather than Jimmy's mistakes. Dum, da, dum, dum. This is the conversation and talk amongst Twitter spaces, oh podcasts, oh YouTubes, God. media. I don't want to do it. Other player or other podcasts calling out other podcasts. <laughs> this is like the talk. Um, I don't know if Kyle's trying to get fired. I don't look. I'm going to touch on what Mike said real quick. I don't think Kyle should be fired. Just to be clear on that, I think Kyle is uh, a good coach for this team. I, I don't think he's a very good leader at points. Um, there are things that he does that piss me off. 
but I'm not trying to go back to the likes of Jim Tom Sola, Chip Kelly, Eric Mangini. Who? Eric Mangini. Yeah, Mike Eric Singletary. Mangini. Yeah, Mike Singletary, Mike Nolan, like Jimmy Ray. I'm naming head coaches and coordinators, by the way. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm naming head coaches. You you remember Jimmy Ray's playbook? Never mind. Yeah, it looked like Madden, actually less. But uh like the old Madden. Actually, we'll go with Tech Mobile. Um, we'll go with Tech Mobile on that. But um, you know, I don't want Kyle to go anywhere. I don't think he's trying to get fired. I don't know who is controlling this situation. And that's kind of where I'm at. Is it Jed York? Is it John Lynch? Is it Kyle Shanahan? Is it truly that he just believes that Trey isn't ready yet and he doesn't want him to falter? What is it? I'm not sure. I'm sure we are going to find out in the next coming, you know, weeks, I guess you could say. Um, these next two games are going to tell us a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't lose these next two games, especially being in the NFC West. Um, I know a lot of people are tired of Kyle lying to us, but he doesn't need to tell us the truth. <laughs> to be honest with you, like he doesn't need to tell us the truth. And somebody pointed out something the okay. other day. So remember that article? Mike, you remember that article, right? I don't know what article. You haven't said anything. I don't know the what quote, article. The quote with Kyle and the rotation. Yeah. Somebody said, I don't remember where it was. I don't know if it was on here or if it was on Spaces. But somebody said, no, that's normal because Bobby Turner handles the, the rotation with the running backs. So I'm sure that the wide receiver coach handles the rotation with the wide receivers. So how true is that? Does who handles it? Then I heard today somebody saying that Kyle Shanahan is not even the one who's calling plays. Mike McDaniels is calling plays. I don't believe that. Mike McDaniels and Kyle both said Ned. that's Kyle's job still. Correct. Correct. So I don't know. This you, you said something that I wanted to touch on really quick. Let's do it. Um you said, oh damn, it was right before you I put my finger up, but you kept damn. What you what were you saying right before the play calling thing? Or what you heard before the before you asked about the article? It was right before that. Right before the article. Oh, I know. I know what to ask you. Um, you said that we're going to learn a lot about Jimmy in these next couple of weeks and all and that. And Kyle in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So, and then uh, this goes also to Nick's contribution. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you this: Have you ever had something that you're really, really excited about getting, but it's not time to use it yet? Like you, you ever come up with a master plan, a, a plan for something? It doesn't matter what it is, building something, whatever, whatever. But you know, you, you can't jump ahead in the plan of construction. You can't yeah, start like, working on windows until the foundation is set. Like getting my house built and then it being taken away from divorce. <laughs> I wasn't going to get that dark, but cool. I mean, let's sure. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But in, in, in the process of getting the house built, there's the schematics. First, you got to buy the plot. You got to buy the supplies. You got there's steps that you have to take in order to get to the end goal. 
I believe that Kyle and the staff have steps with this roster that they're taking. And us as fans just want to see the finished house. I really think that's what it is. But let me ask you this, though. Right? And I don't mean to take you off course here. But how long are you going to be working on steps? You've had this team for five years. That's not the step that I'm talking about. He's been talking about the steps with just Trey Lance. Well, I mean, but even if you do that, even (laughs) now they're telling you to prenup, it's too late, Callie. Um, It's way too late. I've been divorced (laughs) for a while. You, but even with that, you like you said, he's been building this team for five years. Offensive line is finally tight. Defensive line is finally tight. Right. Running backs, he finally drafted somebody. No longer just picking up guys that are scraps off of the off the heap, right? He's drafted his wide receivers. People can say that they don't like him. People can say what they want. He has drafted a lot of wide receivers since he's been here. One in the first round, one in the second round, some fourth round, some fifth round. He's been picking wide receivers. He's drafted tight ends. He's drafted a replacement fullback from when Juice leaves. Those are the steps to getting the team to where you want it to be. And the final step we saw drafted this year, and that's the quarterback. But now we want to say, okay, you got him. Put him in. Boom. Let him go right now. He's got to get in there. But that quarterback, put him in a little box. He's got to take steps to getting out there also. It's going to take steps. Kyle has to build the playbook for him. He's got to get him on the same page with the players. He's got to get him to understand a bunch of all the stuff that we know goes into playing the quarterback position. There are steps to it. There's steps to it. And prior to the draft, here's what's the most frustrating thing. Prior to the draft, the anti-trade crowd kept saying, this guy can't come in and play right away. Look at where he's playing college. Look at the last time he played football. This kid ain't going to be ready anytime soon. Nick, we, you and I, said those same things on this show over and over prior to drafting him. And then he get here and we're like, F that three weeks, put his ass in. We're we're all we're all being hypocrites to what we originally said in the first place. And it's because you see the toy. It's that excitement of when you get it, I can't touch it yet. But oh, I just want to God, I just want to do something with like let me let me just Christmas morning. You got the, all the toys, like you you stay up late. Mom, can I open one? Please can I open just let me open one before I go to sleep and then wake up in the morning. We open it. Like it's that's what it is. That's where the whole fan base is right now. Well, the, the pro-trade crowd, I should say. That's where we are right now. We've been seeing Jimmy. We knew what it was going to be with Jimmy all along. What we saw from Jimmy isn't new. That's not new Jimmy. Right? Tell the truth. No, it's, it's not new Jimmy. And no, so that's not new Jimmy. Everything is going exactly how we expected it to go. Unfortunately, we're just tired of it. We want to see something different. But the, it, 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 for me, for me, it's not even the factor of just seeing something different, right? For me, it, you know, from the beginning, it was always, for me, Trey hasn't played enough football. Trey needs to learn. Kyle Shanahan's book is hard. Jimmy's probably the best chance to win, gives us the best opportunity to win. All those things, right? But now we, we move forward. This team is 2-1. But they could possibly be 0-3. Like, let's let's be straight. They they could have lost. All these games have been big games. Let, let's be true. We blew a huge lead 
against uh, Detroit. We could barely almost compete with Philadelphia. And then, yes, we go 27 seconds with the Green Bay Packers and they beat us. But the first half, it was a tell of two tip, like a, a, a tell of two halves. The first half, we played like shit. Like we didn't even, if Aaron Rodgers and them would have capitalized more, the defense shut them down. I'm not going to say that, right? But we could have lost that game. We, I mean, we technically did lose the game, to be honest, right? I'm not lying there, but we could be 0 3. And that, and I understand we're not. A win is a win. I understand that. We're 2 and 1. But the quarterback play has not been great. It has not been Kyle Shanahan saying, Jimmy's been very good. I thought Jimmy played very well. It has not been that. The problem that I have moving forward with Jimmy Garoppolo is, is he's inconsistent. Teams have learned how to stop Kyle Shanahan's offense due to the fact of the inability of Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's him not throwing the football downfield or it's Kyle Shanahan not calling the plays. One way or another, somebody gets the blame. You shut down the 49ers offense by one way. You shut down the run. I don't care what running back is out there. Kyle Shanahan has always proven that he can continue to run the football 30 to 38 times a game and be successful, no matter who is back there. The problem is, is that you go and face the Green Bay Packers, who in the All-22, you can see all 11 players, the safeties are up, the box is stacked, your two middle guys in Alex Mack, which we haven't even talked about, played like garbage, garbage, dookie, as I should say, along with Daniel Brunskill, they were both getting blown up, right? Stops the run game. Everybody wants to judge Trey Sermon off of one game. But the way that they stopped us is they stopped the run. Jimmy Garoppolo needs the run game to be a successful, timing, skilled quarterback. If he doesn't have that, the 49ers are an easily beatable team. And that's where the difference is. Okay, so everything you said is true. But I can I can argue against everything you said, starting with we should we could be 0-3. Because, like it or not, the better team won on Sunday. We had no business being yeah, in that game. Like, we, we, we did not look good at any point in time during that game. All right? The drives we had that we came back and all that, cool. That's great and all, right? But the better team won on Sunday. Just like in week one, the better team won on Sunday. We were in complete control of that game in Detroit <clears throat> until we started sitting starters. The Eagles game, it's a toss-up, but there's also more that goes into it. You have back-to-back road games, the travel schedule and things like that, playing way earlier than expected. You know what I'm saying? We're playing at 1 o'clock. That's 10 a.m. on their on their biological clocks. There's a bunch of reasons. You don't go on the road and win back-to-back games on the East Coast if you're from the West Coast. Like, yeah, but are we really playing at 10 o'clock? They were on the East Coast for days before and days after the first game. So I'm yeah. not counting time schedule in there because they've been acclimated to the East Coast time. 
their body acclimated to that. It's not one o'clock for them. It's 10 o'clock. They were on that schedule. That's fine. But it's still back-to-back road games on the opposite coast. No, and I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give this, you that. They're not supposed to look like the best team in the world in that situation. We we did, we we look at roster and roster and scheme and scheme, and let's go head-to-head, and we should be able to win this. But there's more factors that go into it. Just like the fact that when they travel back home, the third game is usually one of their worst-looking games of the year. And we still almost had them. But the better team won that game. Well, right? I mean, the Niners in previous years, they won both their games on the East Coast and lost the next game. So it's not new. No, we won one of them. But that, that third game that we won had like six turnovers. Yeah, it had like six turnovers. It's usually their worst game of the year. But my, but my point, though, is that there's validity to what you're saying. We can't say we should be this, we should be that, or we could be this, or we could be that. It right, is, and, and that's why I said a win is a win. We are right. two and one. And it, and it comes down to what we are. And if we had to step back and look at those three games and the situations, odds are we're going to be like, we should pro- we could be 3-0, and but we'll probably be 2-1 and out of this. And that's what we are. It's what we are. Jimmy is who we thought was. Kyle, I hope he's not changing. I hope he's who we think he is, right? And we're going to figure out the rest of these rookies and these new pieces here, Alex Mack. And you know what I'm saying? We're going to figure the rest of this out as we go along. Is IU going to be the guy that we wanted him to be in year two of his progress? You know what I'm saying? Is Debo really that top dog or is he going to take the backseat? We all had IU being wide receiver one. Meanwhile, it's Debo that's – so that's a bonus. That's a, if if the guy that you thought was going to be the best doesn't have to be the best, and we're still all right. We're two and one. That's great. You know, I you want you want to bring you yeah. Let, bring let's up? let's bring on our, our special guest real quick. Um, let's welcome Jesse. Yo yo, what's up, fellas? My man, what's going what's on, going Jesse? On? How you doing, man? Hey, fantastic. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you, Nick. Thanks. For Love joining, the chatter. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Appreciate so, you jumping on with us. Yeah. So what I was going to say was this, right? I saw this stat today that said the Niners have 11 touchdowns this season. By all different 11 players. All different 11 players. If the sky wasn't falling at this moment, we would be saying Kyle Shanahan's a freaking genius. How do you game plan against that? You can't cover 11. I can't name 11 pass catchers and runners on this team. And 11 different people have a touchdown. If the sky wasn't falling, we would be pounding our chest. That's our guy. That's why we have Kyle here. You understand what I'm saying? Just say Green Bay didn't make that field goal, and then we had that stat sitting at 3-0. and Just just that one little change. Dante Johnson almost blocked. I mean, he could have spit on that ball and knocked it off course. It was so close. You understand well, what I'm did, saying? So I'm pissed off at him. But, but my point is just that one little thing, and then you step back and you say, oh, my God, we did this, we did that. Everything else happened. We overcame adversity to come back and get the lead and win the game. But that field goal. And now all of a sudden the sky is falling. But had that field goal not gone through, had we got a stop on defense, right? Just one little tweak. Just one thing goes a little different. We're saying 11 touchdowns, 11 different people. Back-to-back road trip, came back home, dug it out against a really good team that's going to be in the playoffs. We'd be pounding our chest, talking big boy shit. Let me ask you both this. Right, you make good points, and I understand where you're coming from. But is Kyle Shanahan? Are we not pounding our chest for Kyle Shanahan 
how do I say this? Is are we pounding our chest or not pounding our chest because we're two and one? Like, are we're winning games, or are we not pounding our chest because the fan base is losing faith in Kyle Shanahan due to the fact of things that he's doing in the background? So you go out and you blatantly blast your quarterback the entire offseason, right? In in Jimmy Garoppolo. And now you're you're coming back to you're coming back to your senses, I guess you could say. And you're speaking nothing but high praise of him where you're quarterback of the future is sitting on the bench where you say, I'm going to utilize him as a two quarterback system. I can't let Trey not play football this year, go another year, but yet you've utilized him six total snaps in three games. I don't know if it's the finger injury. We talked about that, Mike, but you haven't utilized him, but then you say he's not ready, but you're throwing him in on the most crucial downs and places on the football field at the goal line, which is the most condensed part of the field. You're telling me this kid can't run from 20 to 20, but he can run from the 10 in on the goal line, which is a lot harder defense because everything is compacted to where you don't have a lot of space. So are we, are we, are we beat? Are we beating our chest for Kyle Shanahan, as in we're upset with him because of those things, or are we not beating our chest because, or are we beating our, like not beating our chest because we're not three zero or we're two and one or we're winning? Like where is it? Like I understand people are frustrated with Kyle, but what is it for? It's obviously not because we're two and one, but I think he's kind of thrown himself into that. Like that's my personal opinion, but I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on. Good. I think I think it depends. I mean, <clears throat> you know, if if you listen to me all off season, then I was telling you that Kyle really hasn't been it this whole time. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't think he can be it. It doesn't mean I don't I don't think all the things that people say are are true about him, offensive genius, great game planner, all those things. But there have been chinks in the armor the whole time. Whenever you win, like they did in 2019, it masks everything. Winning masks everything. 2-0 masked everything this year. So now that they're 2-1, and one, now people want to start figuring out, oh, well, well, there's an issue here. There's, uh, there's issues with not going forward on fourth down here. Despite having two great plays banked, he had the Trey Lance run right at the end of the half, banked. He had the Trey Lance comes in, use check QB sneak. He had that banked, but he didn't want to go for it on fourth and one with those with those plays in the bag, right? So he he clearly still is a very good game planner, very good X's and O's guy. There's just some attention to detail issues. And as a leader of an organization, you you're there's something to be desired there for me anyways. There Real always quick, has been. Yeah. Let me just respond to that fourth and one thing. Okay. So he went to the presser afterwards and he said, I thought we lost a yard and a half on that play. Okay. And I killed him for that. You don't have anybody telling you the down and distance on the sideline. Nick said, you're the coach. You have the right for a measurement anytime. And all those things are true. Those are all true. But when I went back and watched that game, it legit looked like he lost two yards on that run play. 
It really did. Now, like Nick said, you got to utilize your tools and bring your people in to, and get somebody in your ear saying, hey, look where they spotted the ball. That's different. You know what I'm saying? But it, without a shadow of a doubt, it looked like he lost the yards on that on that carry there. Hey, Mike, if, you, if you're doing a blame pie for the game, right? So if you're doing a blame pie for that game, giving percentages, and you can dole it out however you want. You can dole it out amongst 12 people, 15 people, one person, two people. What is your percentage of blame pie for that game? Oh, you want me to break the whole thing down? <laughs> well, or you just I want mean, what I'm putting on Kyle. Well, okay, yeah. Let's let's just go with what you're putting on Kyle. Well, Kyle's the head coach, so he automatically gets 50% of it. The other 50 okay. is on the execution of the roster. Okay. Or or coaches and da 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 da. But yeah. Kyle being the top guy there, he gets half the blame no matter what. Whether we win or lose, it's all it's half due to Kyle. People have to execute. You know what I'm I saying? Agree. So um I think that you know that there's there's so many different things that you can look at. Fred Warner went to the podium and beat himself up. If I drop back more, knowing that they had to get more yards, they never get that pass over my head. And the game was over. I mean, th- there's plenty of blame to go around in a, in a game like that. Jimmy could have been better. We could have had less drops. But those drops didn't really hurt us because we still got in the end zone. I was going to ask Nick to pull this number up. I really want to know what Kyle Red Zone uh, efficiency is this year. Or goal line four, efficiency. We, we four for four, right? We? I, oh no, in that in that game we were four for four. But I'm, I mean, on the year because I know we we it's we pretty got high yo. one time. It's, it's really high. it's probably it's the highest be high. it's ever been because of Trey Lance. You guys were talking about why introduce Trey Lance at the goal line when it's a compacted field. But the truth of the matter is, Nick, if you're talking to us, you're on mute, buddy. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, you introduce Trey in that compacted part of the field because now it's eleven on eleven not 10 on 11 in a compacted space. But we knew it was going to be that because in, in spring training, training. It, we're it 100%, right. And we knew it We knew it was going to be that because in, in, in training camp, so, who, was kill, who was killing in the, in the red zone? Right. And so he's using Trey to, to overcome these deficiencies. But because we lost and because of the way Jimmy looks, we're like, this ain't right. This, is, this isn't what we're trying to do. Right, one of Nick's biggest gripes for the last four years has been we suck in the red zone or we suck at goal line. We get there and we're settling for field goals. You just said we're one hundred percent. I didn't even know that. I thought we got stopped once down there, but I I, I thought we got stopped one time. But we're one hundred percent. Nobody's talking about that. So to answer your question directly, Jesse, I'm going to say fifty percent Kyle. I'm going to put ten percent on Jimmy, maybe five, because I also believe Jimmy is Jimmy. So I'm not expecting him to do more than what I expect him to do, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I don't think Jimmy's that guy that's going to hit that deep shot down the field, even though they're wide open doing jumping jacks in the end zone, because I don't think Jimmy's wired that way. So I can't blame him. him to throw the ball there. Well, that's something else we're going to get to. I can't blame him for being him. Jimmy's shown us exactly who he is the whole time he's been here. We keep thinking that there's more in that well. We keep mm-hmm. thinking he's going to get he's going to progress and get better, but I don't think he can. He's not getting better and he's not getting worse. Technically. Right. Well, he's the same, but the league catches up to you, so you technically are getting worse. That's what it and is. And so the run game, I can blame someone because they weren't as effective because of the offensive line, which would get some blame. You get what I'm saying, Jesse? There's a yeah, lot for sure. of blame to go around, but the majority of it has to go to Kyle. I agree. Of, but that, but out. the reason that we're putting the blame on Kyle 
has really, I mean, some of it could be X's and O's, right? Like, I don't feel like he's fully been in his bag this year, but most of it is big picture things. Fourth and one, not telling Jimmy in the headset, run the clock down. Jimmy's going, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, it was didn't even cross my mind to to let the play clock run down. Well, the coach should have told you then, right? That was on on coach. He has until 15 seconds left in the play clock to tell you these things. Doesn't tell him there. Last play of the game, Jimmy Ward's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, clearly lost on the field. They have three timeouts that you can't carry over to the next game. Doesn't call a timeout there. Like those are all big picture things. So it's like Kyle's great, right? He does a lot of great things and I get why people are enamored with him. But at the same time, these things have always been there and people are just now realizing it. And just like the Jimmy thing, we may have realized what Jimmy was. But there's a large portion of this fan base that really thought Jimmy was something different than what he is and has always proven to be. And so now all of a sudden they're up in arms and pissed off about it, shocked that Jimmy is exactly what he's always been. You know what I mean? No, I, th- I think a lot of the fan base wants Jimmy to be what they saw him be. I, 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 I keep We keep trying to explain to people that the league is different. So the league is different from 2017 to 2021. That's five, four years of, of difference. That's, that's a lot. So the league is growing. So Jimmy, like Mike said earlier, like he's not, he hasn't gotten worse, but he hasn't gotten better. But technically since the league has gotten better, the league has gotten faster, quicker, stronger, uh, uh, smarter. Jimmy is, is going to struggle. The moment they put eight in a box, bro, we, we can probably just say, let's turn the channel and watch a different game. Because more importantly, more importantly, though, Wayne, the 49ers have gotten worse. That's what the real issue is. If the 49ers were as good as is 2019 and Jimmy was this player, they'd probably be three and oh right now. Like they beat the Green Bay Packers with that 2019 running game defense, what have you. The league has gotten better, but the 49ers have gotten worse. Jimmy stayed the same. And so now he's being exposed. But literally all of his efficiency stats are almost identical to 2019. You, all of the next level stats are almost identical to 2019 so far. When you say the Niners have gotten worse, you mean roster? Well, roster, injury. I mean, they can't run the because ball I, like I, they did. I can tell you this. I can't prove it, but I believe 100%. If we had Raheem Mostert in that game. Oh, for sure. It, it, you, get, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. I mean... That, that right there is a big, big difference. The roster is taking a hit, and we're forced to play these rookies in situation. We had we had four guys dressed that have never taken a snap for the Niners. Yeah, and then we and we we, we we wanted them to play. Right, right. <laughs> this is this is where I this is where I can't let Kyle slide, bro. Kyle started a fullback as a tailback in the game, who has never had. Who knows how many carries, and is utilizing him as a running back? I a, whoa 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 whoa! I can't let you kill him for that. As opposed to what? I I get, I get I get what Nick is saying. Tailback. I get You're what Nick is saying. I don't. What? You're worried about who got the first snap of the game? No 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 no. What, what, what do you mean the first snap? He utilized Kyle Uzcheck way more than he used Trey Sermon. So I get okay. where Nick is going with this. So Kyle Sermon. was check was Kyle Shanahan's running back in the game plan going yeah. forward yeah. for the entire game. Yeah. Why? Why? Like you are the biggest I, I can, person I can tell you why. Check running the football and you're yes. going to sit here and agree with that. Yeah. I can tell you why. 
Get the hell out of here. Because you had a guy in Trey Sermon who had one carry as a 49er, and you had four other guys who have never touched the ball and have been here less than a week. That's not why. You, what the? F- that's not why. <laughs> that's right. not that's why, stupid. Mike. Okay. Mike, that's a dumb why, Mike. How was that a dumb why? Who's that's supposed a dumb, to be that, the lead That's back? a dumb why. Why Who's is he dressed? Like, why, why, why is he there? They're dressed you, in case why'd you, why'd you draft a guy that you're not going to play? Well, Yo, never mind. That's Kyle Shanahan. I'm sorry. He's a rookie, guys. Like, Mike, no, we Mike, have, wait, time out, time out, time out. Mike, time out time that's out. not why. I, Y'all right, you, that, that, that's your why. I have a why, too. But that's your why. And, and if that's your why, that's your why. I'm not going to – it's not a dumb why. My my bad. That's not a dumb why. Because my why no, might – a dumb why. It, it might not be a dumb why. My why might be a dumb why. I really think that Kyle Shanahan went with his veteran guy mainly is because of the fact that who else was he going to use if Trey Sermon got hurt? And if you take Trey Sermon and he runs the ball and gets dinged up, now he's without another running back. And now Kerryon Johnson or Trent, Trent Cannon's got to be your lead running back. And if Trent Cannon becomes the lead running back, he's no longer making kickoff returns. There's weren't, a whole bunch of reasons that this doesn't make sense. Weren't y'all the ones telling me before the game that you got a concussion, it's easy to get another one, so you got to be careful with that? Wasn't that wasn't me. I, I wasn't on the show. I, show. I wasn't on the show before the game. I didn't. I didn't say you have to be careful. I, with I didn't say right before the game. We had a discussion on this channel, and y'all were saying he's got a concussion. You got to be careful. Say y'all because I don't remember saying that. I didn't say so, that. So you were upset that Kyle took the guy that's been in his system for five years instead of giving it to a guy like we we act like that there can't There's be never carried football more he's than talking three about times. he's talking about to be your lead running back though mike it's like that. and how you check is not you want to understand what i'm saying i got to get my thought out bro we act like that every rookie comes in and just knows the playbook because they were here in the offseason that's not how shanahan playbooks work we've been saying that that's the excuse for every player that comes into the system right Kyle's got a complicated system. Running backs got to know how to block. Running backs got to – how many times you see Trey Sermon whiffing on blocks just a handful of times he was in there? It happened, right? So you're going to put a rookie in there who can't block and is coming off of one carry and a concussion? Or you're going to put Trent Cannon in there who they admitted was only supposed to be here for special teams? Or you're going to put one of the three guys that you just signed that week in the guy the week before? You're going to go with the veteran who knows your playbook, knows the blocking scheme, and, yeah, he's not the best ball carrier, but he's the guy that can keep our quarterback the most upright. We knew we weren't going to rely on the run game when we saw the roster, bro. When we saw the injury report and the players that were dressed, we knew this was not going to be a game that we're going to run the rock. We, we, and if we didn't know it, we should have known it. We keep thinking that this is just a plug-and-play thing with running backs. Obviously, it don't get down like that here. Trey Sermon took every snap with the first team the entire offseason with Raheem Mostert. So there's no he was a rookie. There's no he's a rookie, Mike. I'm sorry. I don't agree with you on that. So just you don't, don't agree with me that Trey Sermon's a rookie now. Now that's what you're disagreeing <laughs> with me on. No, no, no. I don't agree that they started Kyle Juszczyk because Trey Sermon's a rookie. No, I don't agree with that. You don't go. Well, Kyle Juszczyk is a rookie. Kyle Juszczyk as a rookie is a running back. Trey Sermon started. Never had more than three carries just, in his career. Trey Sermon started the game. It's just that Juszczyk No, he got didn't. The, no, Juice, Juice got the start. He did not start the game. Juice was the very first and only back. It was a one-back uh, play. It was it was Juice back there. I saw it. I, w- I went back on a rewatch and was surprised. I didn't even notice it live. Well, then the, then the TV messed up because Trey Sermon was definitely the guy they interviewed. In the graphic. He, 
when the graphic yeah 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 his picture came up as the graphic because they have juice listed as a fullback and so the running back position they pop they pop sermon up there i mean look i'm not i'm not gonna argue with y'all about what it is y'all can say what you want but let me tell you one thing snap count does not dictate whether or not you're ready to play because diamador lenore played way more snaps here than josh norman and who was starting so it's not about snap counts it's not about what you did in the offseason. It's, off about, it's about it's knowing about the preparation. system. Yes, it's about preparation and being ready. That It's not Mike's opinion. That's football. That's NFL ball. That's just what it is, man. And well, then that's I, why we lost. So so at the end of the day, we lost because we were not – it's not that we were, were not prepared. We just didn't have the right pieces. Right, right. Because you put a fullback in there as your lead running back, they're going to they gonna be cheating all the, all the time. And this is – Maybe this is why Jimmy struggled. This is why they stacked the box. Can't run against a stacked box. Unless you got speed to get to the outside. And they yeah, tried they, they weren't prepared, though. And that's they on weren't. Kyle, too. Exactly because right. because Jimmy's even come out and said, well, was it Jimmy or, or somebody else? Or multiple people, even. I think Kittle and Jimmy Loki said it. Well, we, we practiced these plays or thought they would be in different alignments when we ran these plays. Who said okay. that? That wasn't Jimmy. That was Kittle. That was was that was it Kittle? Kittle? Yeah, I think, it was not, Kittle. I think it was. Wasn't it when he said that? And then they, you know, the way they prevented them from running the football, and that uh, Kyle talked and about that. that but I think Jimmy box. said it too. Yeah, it might have been Jimmy. You might be right. Some, some, I, I, multiple players said something like that. Mm -hmm. But Kittle did say that they stacked the box. And that I mean, as a head coach, as a head coach, like that should be what you spend your time on in, in the offseason is knowing what you like to run knowing how to stop it and knowing how to counter it. So the fact that all of a sudden Kyle, who's always had a counter to everything, his teams aren't prepared and his teams don't have a counter for things that he should expect. That's just weird to me. I, I don't know what's up with that, but that's, that's just weird to me. It's bizarre. Before we move on, let's get this. Taryn Lewis says uh, $5 contribution says Jimmy's an eight year vet. Kyle shouldn't have to tell him to wait to snap the ball to eat clock inexcusable for him to say he wasn't thinking about it. So Mike, both. Mike, what do you think? I, I'm tired of talking about this. I don't think we should have tried to stop the clock. We could not score from the one effing yard line. No, right no, no, no. He's not talking about that. He's yes, talking he about is. before the play, before we even ran. I, I know exactly what he's talking about. We need all the time we can get to score. I'm not trying to stop the clock, but I can't guarantee I'm getting in the end zone. So why would I take time away from myself? That's less opportunities for me. I'm not doing that. I've been, I've been against, I don't care how many timeouts we had. Timeouts don't do you no good once the clock hits zero, zero. So we're going to take more time off the clock and then try to call a timeout. Now we got less time to do something else. I've been against this argument since the game day. I've not liked that argument. I, I, I killed Kyle for a lot of things on the, on game day. After that, when we you and I did our reflection show, this is one point I will not cross the line on. I don't agree with that narrative that we should have tried to stop the clock. We struggled all damn game. Now, all of a sudden, we got a magic genie, and we could just score whenever the hell we want, run it down to one second and then score. That, that's not reality. Nobody said run it down to one second. You can't say – all right, never mind. You're saying one second. Okay, um, Mike, can I ask you this? Do you think that they should have on the kickoff uh, four screen beta return it and eaten some clock off that way once they did score? Do you think that was a way that they could have taken four or five seconds yes. off? 
I did. I thought about the squib kick type of thing, and you know what I'm saying. Like, let the yeah. ball hit the ground and get some bouncing or something like that. Make them cover it just until we ran down there and touched them. Absolutely, okay. I I didn't. I didn't agree with that. We've seen um, pinion and gold. They use gold when they want the ball to land around the one yard line or right at the goal line. I think that's what they should have. Absolutely. Like I said, I blame them for a lot of stuff. By no means am I saying that this was, you know a perfect game and we had an opportunity. I don't think we should have won that game, guys. I knew when we didn't have running backs that this was going to be a game that relied on Jimmy's arm, and I'm not confident in just Jimmy's arm carrying this team against any defense. So the, the guys on here can tell you, as soon as as, as, soon as we uh, did the overreaction show from the Eagles game, I said, this team can't beat Green Bay. I said, I said it, we're going to lose. And then I hyped myself up. All throughout the week, we're gonna come up with this crazy game plan. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I drank the I drank the 49ers cool. I literally had rose gold colored shades on. Nick, I won them at the damn thing. I literally had the shades on saying, Man, we're gonna win this one. We got so, this. Guys, how, how are we beating Seattle, yo? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nick, I know you've been pulling up a lot of stats and stuff with the Seattle thing, and, and that's good. Wait, before we but we, we we ready to move on. We good. How we how we beating Seattle? Because at the end of the day, if we can't run the ball, how we winning any games? Cause, well, cause because we getting Mitchell back. Mitchell's been in a non-contact jersey all week. So yeah. he's gonna so when he, he's playing on Sunday. He it's it's only Thursday, right? What's today? John, I'm just, John I'm just, Lynch came out today and said that he's most likely he's most likely gonna play. I think they just have him in a blue non-contact so he doesn't take any hits right now. Right, and that's and fine, just, and, and we expect him to be ready to go and take a hit. And he knows the system. Ha, ha. I, I guess he's just a better running back than Trey Sermon, I guess, because he's a rookie oh, too. Oh, so there's <laughs> levels to it now. See, oh, uh, now I, there's I, levels I, to it. No, I'm asking you because he's a rookie. No, you don't got me. You don't got to ask me. We saw when one guy was inactive on game day. We knew who was better. That means that there's levels to it. Some people pick it up. Some, but, but, but hold on, because 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 uh, game week two. He was he wasn't good. Who wasn't good? Elijah Mitchell was good against Philly. He Hell played. no. He, he played. Was, I said good, Mike. What the? F- I, that's not what I, I said. I, but he, what I'm saying is he was there and he played. That, that, I, you're, pro- and so, you're proving my point about the juice thing getting the carries. Because I, I, I'm not even talking about the juice thing. I'm just talking about Trey Sermon. All right. I, I don't mind if I prove your point. I want you to be right. <laughs> but my thing is, I'm just saying this. If Elijah Mitchell is ready to go and he's he's been cleared, we're supposed to just give him the workload just like that and then he get banged up again? I think Kyle has to figure out how to keep what he has sustainable because he ain't getting uh, – we're not getting what you call it back to what after week six or after the bye week. So we might not see uh, James uh, – what's his name? Wilson? Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, you, yeah. Jeff Wilson nice. until uh, – oh, Coates. Six or seven, yeah. We're going we're gonna to start Kyle Juszczyk. It's okay. We're not starting Kyle. We cannot start Kyle Juszczyk again. Who's the lead back on the team right now? Kyle Juszczyk. I'm asking, I'm asking the, the whole panel, the whole panel for their vote of all the people that are healthy, or include Mitchell because he's presumed to be healthy by game day. Who's the it's, lead back? It's got to be Elijah Mitchell, right? It's Mitchell. One hundred percent. It's Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell. It's got to be Mitchell. Dang, what a what a what a way to go, Mitch. I, I, I'm rooting for that guy, yo. Which which is funny because he's a starting quarterback, but didn't he missed like three weeks of training camp? Which is weird, right? 
and he's so a rookie. Trey, Trey Sermon was getting every snap, and maybe they were doing that to get him acclimated to the playbook. And so maybe that's why he was getting a lot of first-team reps, splitting with Raheem Mostert. Mostert was out, injured a little, dinged up in training camp, and so maybe that's why Sermon was getting him, just so he can get used to him. But, boy, I tell you, they hid that Eliza Mitchell guy because he came out of nowhere week one. Yeah, let's – uh, yeah. Sean, our dude, $10. Appreciate you, bro. Mike is like the boss that has you look for the tool he has hidden to teach you a lesson. Grr, LOL. All my favorite guys except Tony and Brian. Guys, Jimmy sucks now, period. Seriously, bad quarterback play. It's 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 not that he even sucks. It's just that he no longer – I can't explain it. I can't explain it, y'all. I'm tired of trying to explain. I'm tired of yelling. I'm tired of – you explained argue. it perfectly already. Yeah. Crazy. You already explained it perfectly. The the rest of the league's gotten better. The Niners have gotten that's worse, it. and Jimmy stayed the same, man. But I, I want to say it, it the way you said it, Jesse. Like the way you saying <laughs> it. It's so calm, collected. You're I, frustrated. I, I got you. I'm frustrated because I don't understand how we don't see that the league has progressed and Jimmy has stayed the same. It's not that he even he's he didn't even regress. He's just Jimmy. That was my first tweet. <laughs> Jimmy going to be Jimmy. <laughs> That's it. So how do we beat the Seahawks, guys? So you said run the ball. Elijah Mitchell, right? Yep. Okay. Well, let's let's have some fun let's with this. Let's have fun, baby. Let's have some fun, y'all. Let's go. Uh, some oh, websites he's been sleep. using to pull up some stats about the teams and stuff like that. So get, get your site ready over there, my man. I got some stats for you that I heard. Uh, I don't give I me rolls up. anymore. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So I'll just I'll sit with Jesse and just look cute. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to start with uh, two interesting facts, and I'm going to ask y'all a question. Okay, you ready? So right right from the rip, I'm going to hit y'all with something hard. Jimmy Garoppolo has oh, never so. lost back to back games as a 49er. True, it's never happened. Hey, okay? guess what? He he never yeah. lost on Monday night neither. Sunday that night. Is- Sunday night. You know what I mean. That's different. That's different. I don't care. Well, he has now. He has lost now. Right. We know, Nick, but he didn't before Sunday night. And Russell Wilson has never in his career lost Lost three three games in a row. Why are you starting with this question, Mike? Oh, because this is is the one. And now I'm going to ask you all to find out how. uh, This is going to tell me how the rest of the show is going to go. Which one of these streaks breaks first? Jimmy's. Oh, oh if Elijah Mitchell is playing and we can <laughs> run the ball, I think, I think, I think, I think Russell Wilson gonna lose three in a row. I think Russell is gonna lose three in a row. I have us winning this game, but I had us winning this game before the injuries of the season. I so I I think we win this game if we can successfully run the ball. Therefore, Jimmy will get Jimmy will contain his streak. Nick, what do you think, man? Somebody's O has got to go. Can y'all tell I watch a lot of boxing and and yeah, (laughs) MMA that had nothing to do with football. (laughs) Um, no, no what? (laughs) Which no? Russell Wilson is gonna lose. You got us winning. Yeah, because he likes Elijah Mitchell. Be back. Look at look, look at the football guys. Look at look at the YouTube guys. See see the side of the screen right here, right here. 
we got Russell Wilson streak being a okay. <laughs> so, so, so y'all saying y'all y'all saying y'all the football gods? That's what you're no, trying to no, say? No, 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 no. I I'm saying how the screens align. See, they put us on the same side. We didn't even know it was gonna go down like this. Jesse and I. You said you got the Seahawks winning, Jesse. I do. Yeah. As I do, do I. As do I. As do I. And see those two traders over there. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm calling them traders on a Niners show, saying they're gonna win. I'm just playing. So. The other, the other thing that I had, so Nick, you got your site up over there with all the interesting stats and stuff and the team rankings and everything. Um, the 49ers are scoring 28.6 points a game this year. Um, the defense is allowing 24 points a game. If you factor in that the starting defense only allowed 17 points in week one, that number drops all the way down to 18.6 points a game that we're giving up on defense. Um, Seahawks are getting 25 points a game, which is 3.6 less than what we're getting. And they're allowing 26.3 points a game. This My Seahawks God. defense is not what it used to be. And they My haven't God. even played like heavy, heavy hitters like that either. Um, so, guys, this is this is where we are. Let's let's talk about it. How go we, ahead, go ahead. we talk about tell the we talk about the 49ers in the Green Bay game, right? Where it was a tell a tell of two halves. If you look at the Seattle Seahawks, they play their best football in the first, the first half. half. Yeah. They cannot, they have not scored in a third quarter the entire year. They didn't play us yet, though, Nick. And, but we play better in the second half. Look at offensively, it, we play better. But defensively, defensively we they, do too. No, they start to decline. I think the defense starts to gas out. If the offense starts slow, the defense gases out at the end. If the offense is good on a tempo, then I think we balance ourselves out, and you're correct. If the defense looked gassed and in the wrong spots in this last game, but in, in, and it's like that in Philly too. Like they got tired. And it all started in Detroit when they got pulled out because they wanted to play safe football. Like that's when it all started. So, so the def- this is tough. Plus, yeah, it is tough, but plus Seattle's you, sucked last year on defense. And what did that what the hell what did DJ Reed do to the 49ers last year? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be tough. I need an admin to get those people out of here. Thank I you. I got it. I just I, got it. <laughs> I was gonna do it, but you got it. Um, but no, to go to my point was so I was listening to Peacock and Croc, and they did a crossover show with the Seattle locked on. Seahawks podcast, right? And they were asking these questions. And the one question that kind of stood out to me was, I think it was Peacock that asked it and says, how is the offense or how is the team buying into Shane Waldron as the new offensive coordinator? Are they struggling with it? Are they coming with it? You know, so forth. Says Shane Waldron, you know, Seattle guy says Shane Waldron has never been an offensive coordinator. He does believe he was, he was that, the wide receivers coach that turned into correct. Correct. He came over to Seattle as a, but he was a wide receiver coach in the McVay system. He's an offense coordinator now. Says, I'm trying to see exactly how he said it. He says, uh, the team is buying into it, but they have some issues. You can tell that there's some growing pains there offensively, I guess you could say. Um, there, that's when he started talking about how 
They come out. They score early and often. Russell Wilson's not the same quarterback that he was last year in the beginning of the year. Um, he is making some good throws. Um, DK Metcalf hasn't been as big of a player for them this year. He's had a drop off um, that they do expect him to get better. Obviously they talked about him against Emmanuel Mosley last year, but the thing that the reason I'm taking Jimmy, well, Russell Wilson's stat to, to break is because of their second half play throughout the entire year. And the 49ers, I think play a lot better in the second half whether it's defensively or offensively. Um, But I also don't think that Kyle Shanahan is going to go into this game unprepared as he was against the Green Bay Packers. I'm putting faith in Kyle Shanahan on this divisional game uh, to go into that. But we'll move on with that. I just wanted to show that interesting stat right there. So. All right. Uh, This contribution is from Ali Bear. Thank you very much. She says, Professor's, I think, in my humble opinion, we all need to get over Green Bay. I'm praying for a miracle for Sunday. However, we are favored to win. LOL. God bless y'all. Be nice to Banana Man. Prayers. Is that the music for Banana Man? If y'all don't know, you know, the end of it sounded like like the um, never-ending story theme. Ah, what you know about that? You too, you too young for that. Man, I want to name my first. I want to name my first son a trail. A trail? Yes. Didn't tell me nothing. I I knew what it was, bro. I knew all what right. I was going to do. All man. right, my bad. I, I my bad. I'll do some um, push-ups. So for real, guys. All jokes aside, let's talk about this. Let's 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 take it in this game. Really. really. This. Um. Let's let's look at the offense, the defense of each team, and see how we match up and what we can do. Because uh, I tell you what, let's start with. The, I think it's going to be the most difficult thing. Jesse, how do you think the Niners deal with the wide receivers of the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I, I don't think they can. I think that's what the issue is, right? Like, if you look at if you look at both teams' defensive weaknesses right now, it's in the secondary. And I trust Russell Wilson with those wide receivers to expose the Niners' secondary a lot more than I do Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo has only attempted four passes all season past twenty yards. He's only attempted five passes past ten yards, and at or outside the numbers. Five of those. And and he's only completed one of either, and that was on the Debo lucky play against Detroit. So Shanahan may be in his bag this game, and that's fine and dandy, but at some point, this is the third time you're about to see a very similar defensive game plan, and at some point, it's going to have to rely on Jimmy to break that down and do something that he hasn't shown to be capable of really ever. And so that's why I think that the Seattle Seahawks win this game because Russell Wilson, I know, can expose our secondary. But can Jimmy do the same? I don't believe he can. I didn't know the numbers were that abysmal. And I know we're only three weeks in. You said Jimmy has attempted how many beyond 20? Four. And only completed one. Yep. And then how many beyond 10? Beyond 10 out at and outside the numbers five. The only completion he's had of either was the same exact pass to Debo, the one pass. It was outside the numbers and past 20. But the so the beyond so beyond 20 is a stat by itself, whether it be mm-hmm. in the middle of the field or outside. Yep. 
Yep. The beyond 10 included outside the numbers. Beyond, beyond 10. 10 is only out. So I'm saying beyond 10 yes. and outside okay. the numbers, yeah. Yep. Okay. okay, that feels right because I know Jimmy eats it up, you know, from 7 to 15 yards down the middle. For sure. That's, For sure. that's his zone. Mm-hmm. But that's also the Bobby Wagner zone. Yep. <laughs> and that's what scares me, Breezy. I'm not going to lie. I me feel too. Like, I, I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's strength is the, the only strength on Seattle's defense, the area that he can attack. So – I see that, um, you know, we all play fantasy football, I'm sure. And if you look at how tight ends rank against Seattle right now, they up there. Tight mm-hmm. ends are okay right now, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't, those tight ends are eating because Wagner got to get out wide to help the DBs that are struggling. But if our quarterback ain't throwing out wide and he's keeping it here, you playing to the hands of a bad man. There's a lot of people out there who think Bobby Wagner is the number one linebacker in the league. Wayne, what say you? And how do we attack it? Dude, Bobby Wagner is their is our kryptonite. He always has been. You know, before Legion of Boom, you know, I mean, after the Legion of Boom era, it's been the Bobby Wagner guys. Jimmy's Jimmy's strength is throwing in the middle of the field, and we all know that, and we love it when it's wide and it's wide open. There's no safeties there. He's able to get the ball. George Kittle can sit right in the middle. And so, look, you got to factor, not only do you got to factor in Bobby Wagner, if we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and they're going to put Jamal Adams, I want Jamal Adams to play coverage. I I really feel like he's not great in covering. Get get his ass off the line because if he's on the line, that's going to be a problem. That's an extra guy in the box that's going to be trying to get to Jimmy Garoppolo and he's going to be on – uh, McGlinchey and, and Ruskill's side. <laughs> so Garoppolo's going to have to get the ball out quick. I don't know how successful we could run. I don't know if you have this stat, but the screen game needs to be on point. Guarantee you they start stacking the box. Elijah Mitchell will be, if he's back, this should help the 49ers a little bit to move some of these guys off so they can play a little bit more deeper in coverage. But if Bobby Wagner's in the middle of the field, Jimmy Garoppolo's kryptonite, it's not just Bobby Wagner. It's good linebackers. He couldn't even not throw interceptions to Fred Warner in practice all, all uh, uh, training camp. So Jimmy's going to have to figure this out. You know, I, I like everything that you said. And, and unfortunately, they know Jamal is not going to be back in coverage. Hasn't he led their team in sacks since he's been here? Yes. So they, they're going to put him on Jimmy because they know a flustered Jimmy isn't isn't gonna work i'm not you know i didn't saying? ask you if they were gonna put him i don't want them to put him <laughs> oh no no I, I said i agreed with everything you said yeah but I, I don't want i don't want that to happen you just you just concurred. <laughs> that's what he's saying I, but he's saying they're going to do it i don't want that i don't want him to do it <laughs> don't we, we, we talked about i, I, I we want talked the same about, thing you want <laughs> got you i got you but you <laughs> talked about speaking positivity so let's jamal adams needs to play in coverage Jamal Adams will play coverage. How, okay, Jesse, Nick, how can we get Jamal Adams to play in coverage? Which okay. wide receivers can we get for that so he can cover? Kittle? Who's going to – go ahead. Thank you. How That's, many three wide receiver sets did we do last game? None. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think we did any. Isn't, isn't that a little wild that our, our running backs were as depleted as they were and I can't think of many three wide receivers from last game? Because, if, because Trent only had two snaps – because we had juice right. back there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nick, what's Full up, circle. bro? Like, Nick, what's up, bro? <laughs> you got something you want to say, Nick? Like, what's up, man? Bro. <laughs> you know, I'm just pulling shots, man. <laughs> man, coming from 
I'm, I'm because you want to know how you get Jamal Adams to stay in coverage, right? I'm, 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 trying, I'm hoping to answer Breezy's question here. You were right, though. Who said that? Uh, uh, Trent only had two snaps, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Sanu, how many snaps? Did, let me. Sanu, Sanu had. Sanu had what six? Sanu was getting busy out there. He, he was. Uh, I'll tell you what it was. I thought, Sanu, I think, had six snaps. Trent had <clears> two. And I believe 60 went to Ayuk and 66 went to Debo. I believe, if I remember wow. correctly. So we didn't do many three. That's crazy considering how de- deplenished our running backs were. You would think that Kyle would be like, all right, let's put it on them and make them back up. Like the formation in the personnel group could at least make them say, hey, maybe we shouldn't stack the box on this one, bro, right? They were stacking the box. See, and bro. that's okay. Hey, hey, Jesse, I'm 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 up, I'm up to 55% for Kyle now. See, as the show goes, <laughs> he's gonna be because at eighty by the time the show ends. Tell me I'm wrong, right? Tell me I'm wrong. You run a three wide receiver set out there. It's hard for them to put eight men in the box. Can I ask the I question? Well, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I just pulled up a site that said Sanu had sixty four percent of the offensive snaps last week. I feel like that's way off. Did you say 45, 45, 45 snaps? Oh, maybe it was forty five snaps. Maybe yeah, I was 45. wrong. Okay, that's but that we were probably rotating. No, nah, because 66 we only had what 70 how many how many offensive snaps did we have in total? We had 65 uh 67. Yeah. No, yeah, 60, 60 it was like 68 or 6 60 uh, It was 70 even because Lance had 3, Garoppolo had 67, so it had to have been 70. Oh, yeah. The one on the the site says 65 total plays, but you you're for, probably right, Jesse. For who? For the Niners. That can't. Yeah, All that's right. not. Right. Let's let's stick with seventy because the highest number. You had sixty six for Debo. Y'all said sixty three. Ayuk had sixty. Sixty for Ayuk and forty five for for Sanu. Yeah, I must have been high as hell that game or something. I, he was. I don't he remember. was just. He was just in on the plays. He was, he was on, on the plays. field that much. Yeah. Are we sure that's right? <laughs> Maybe know. it was supposed to be a dash. Maybe it was supposed to be four. Two five, please. Well, they've got Sherfield at two, so they're yeah they're right. I mean, I, I think this is right. So Kyle did try to. I'm back down to fifty, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm back down to fifty. This is a living, breathing thing. So Nick, how do we how do we get how do we get Jamal Adams to, to not blitz and and drop back in coverage? Because apparently it didn't work last week. Two tight end sets. Twelve personnel. Yep. <sighs> Has Dwelly caught a pass all season? None. No. Zero. You have to utilize Dwelly in this game. Hey, I, I, t- I, I tell you what, though, Jesse, he would have caught a pass if Jimmy didn't throw the ball down the field to George Kittle because he was wide open underneath. I mean, and when I say underneath, I don't mean four yards underneath behind. I mean, he was beyond the first down and he could have had at least 20 yards. Oh, that's the play that Mike McGlinchey. Belly flopped. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Like to was the that line. the one we watched? That was the one where it was the but no. This was the pick. This was the throw. This was the, the interception. This was the interception. Oh, he was wide open. Like no one was covering him. 49er Jeff, thanks for the contribution. I was I was trying to figure out how we could not discuss this, uh, but he said at this point I'd rather deal with Trey Lance inexperience versus Jimmy experience shaky play. Also, has Kyle peaked as a head coach uh, with the first part. 
I was going to say this, and this is going to be a good transition to everyone else's thoughts on here. If Trey was ready, this would be the perfect game to unleash him. Force them boys to play 11-11. You want to talk about making Jamal Adams stay back because you got a guy that can throw deep and likes to throw deep. You got a guy that can take off and run. That keeps that whole defense honest. You want to talk about trying to neutralize Bobby Wagner? Because now, brings- now Kittle don't have to stay in the block every play. He can actually go out as a threat, as a wide receiver, as a, as a pass catcher. Poor like kid. that would be the perfect time to do it. And I'm if I think, all right, so Jesse and I have this, you know, as a loss, right? Right now. We have this as a loss. If we already think we're gonna lose, what what why not put Lance in? Because you're not the head coach. No, no, no. We also don't know that we're going to lose, bro. I'm just saying, like, that's that's where my mindset goes. Like, if we already have it chalked as a loss, let's lose with the rookie getting experience. But wouldn't you think that bringing Trey Lance in would keep Jamal Adams at the line of scrimmage as a spy? They they ain't going to spy him all game. (laughs) Because I think... He's going to have to cover one of those guys. Because I think Lance is smart enough to run away from Adams, and throw it over his head. Yeah. See, you, that's what you're supposed to do with the blitzer. Isn't that how the hot read works? What yeah, side you the blitzer throw, coming from? Yeah. You, you throw it over the blitzer's head because th- you're supposed to have a guy there for that. We just don't see that kind of stuff happen here. So I, th- I think that's how it's supposed to work. I think when I see teams successfully – oh, shit, I never plugged my laptop in. I'm sorry. That's uh, what I had, to get, I had to get up and do that. <laughs> when, I, when I see – my screen just got dark. Um, when I see teams – successfully um beat a blitz that's how they're doing it the blitzer comes in and it's just like a lob I'm like yo what's he doing and somebody just right there waiting like you know just boom here it is so i think that lance might be the piece to keep him honest i just don't think it's happening this week i really don't i don't think unless hey they, you know what i'm gonna be completely honest with y'all i wasn't gonna say this on anything i was waiting for a spaces i tried to get on the space today and uh, Chant Club NFL would not let me in to speak. I requested me it. either, bro. I think he was drunk. I don't know, but you you got in at one point. He wouldn't let me in to speak. I, I requested. That's because other people started speaking no, up. No. I just kept like pressing Jimmy, my hand. Yeah, the wave. I was gonna say this. What if Jimmy threw Kyle under the bus? I don't, I'm only executing plays that are called because that was his last game as a starter. I ain't got nothing to lose. F him. It's his fault. Not mine. Yeah, but why would Kyle come out and say that Jimmy's the starting quarterback, Trey Lance is the backup? Ah, you're right. You're right. All right. See, just like that. Boom. You shot it down. All right. He so doesn't let's want to give the game plan away. Yeah. So okay, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, hey, I got I got a conspiracy but, theory. Uh-oh. What if here, let's do this. What if Hold the on, York man. family is team Jimmy? And that's why Kyle Shanahan can't put Trey Lance in the game. Nah, because they would they would have blocked the trade. They said they talked to Jed before trading up for another quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they everybody say stuff. I'm just I'm just saying, like, and I and I get you, but everybody's man, listen, because I don't understand. <laughs> I watch I, I watch I'm watching all these quarterbacks play the game. I watch all these rookies get drafted, and I know they go into different situations. They go into situations where they're drafted to start and teams are going to be willing to take the growing pains. But why won't, like, like why? I don't understand what Trey has to do to get ready. Are you saying he needs to be able to 
to read every disguise coverage and defense, know every single single blitz that's supposed to come. He has to learn all of that because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't even know all of that. So, like, that's why I think fans are split down the middle because they're like, well, if we're going to get this play out of Jimmy, why not just play the rookie? It can't be worse. Like, what Trey's athleticism alone is going to give you a better chance and show you different things. So I think that's why the fan base is just like, yo, just play the tray. Whatever happens, happens. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It got dead silent. Crickets? Sorry. No, no, you're good. I was, I was trying to, to shoot them a message, but, um, no, I, listen, I, I agree with you. You know, I've made the point a million times that, Patrick Mahomes came out and said that he won an MVP without knowing how to read defenses. Uh, Brett Favre came out and said he didn't know what a nickel and, and dime defense was until midway through his third year. He'd already made a Pro Bowl. Cam Newton recently came out and said he never was even asked to read defenses his whole career and and call things out at the line until he got to the Patriots. He won an MVP. So it's like you don't have you don't have to be perfect to play well. Does it help and will you will it make you better? Of course it will, but it doesn't mean it can't be effective. And I've said since the very beginning that Lance's job would be easier in the regular season than versus what you saw in the preseason. The reason that I say that is because you have the ability to roll him out. You have the ability to add in read option, which is not something at all that you saw during the preseason. And And what did we see during the preseason? All of his best passes were when he was on the move. He didn't throw it too hard then. He was extremely accurate. The reads were very easy. What have we seen every play that he's been in outside of the two weird runs that he did against the Lions? Last week, he was in for three plays. We saw a touchdown and two first downs. We saw him roll out to the right, and there was a flag that was called, but he had a high-low read with the option to run. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody says, well, his his pass against the Lions was a, an easy pass. Well, duh, it was an easy pass because they ran play action. All the linebackers sucked up because they were terrified of him running, and he had an easy dump off. That's what the game will look like for him while he's trying to learn to read defenses. That's why he should have been playing the whole time. And I agree with Mike. Yeah, listen, if we thought we were going to lose, why not play him? But we had that option in week one and two as well. We knew we were going to win, so why not play him then? And by the way, against Green Bay at the half, that was the perfect time to play Trey Lance for the whole second half because it's the one scenario where if Trey Lance does not look good in the second half, you can actually start Jimmy G this week. And all you have to say to the media and the fans is, our offense was stagnant. I wanted to see if we could get a spark. We weren't playing very well. And Jimmy's still our starter. That's the one scenario where you could have actually played Trey, gone back to Jimmy. You can't start Trey and go back to Jimmy, but you could have played a mid-game and gone back to Jimmy, and it would have been no hiccups. I said it during the live stream. Jimmy just lost his start for the rest of the game. I said it during the live stream. This It was try, fail, try, fail, try, fail, pass interference, try, fail, try, fail. Okay, Lance, touchdown. I said, two that's seconds. It. Two that's seconds. It. Right there. That's it. Right there. I was. I was on it. I was with you, bro. And then I was like, "Damn, they they brought him back out." All right, I give up. I give up. 
So the, the whole uh, entire stadium. That's right. Oh. The whole Say entire it. stadium thought that Trey Lance was going to come in the second half. And I said that today on a spaces, Jesse. I was like, this was exactly what you just said. This was the one. This was the one chance that you had to get Trey Lance some playing time, get movement on your offense, and see what kind of spark you could get. And still, if he failed, you could go back to Jimmy Garoppolo without without it being a replacement. Um, totally agree with you. Uh, let me get this comment real quick. Sean Shaver says ten dollars. If the D line was a coverage unit, Jimmy would be dropping dimes in the center of the field, five yards in front of him, six yards behind the line of scrimmage. McGlinchey probably thinks he's a receiver. And then we got one more here. Gemini Gamers says, Fortnite, Sean, I appreciate bro. you. We should use the screen game more to compensate for our lackluster run game. The, the passes don't be good. We be trying screens, and they're just not good passes, and – Debo's dropping. Running backs are dropping. Go Jimmy's look at Jimmy's. throwing the ball backwards. And I, I was gonna because I, I was gonna say that without trying to make him sound bad. Go look at his screen throws. They're hard to catch. Screen throws are supposed to be touch passes, <laughs> like right there. Because all they got to do is run. The blockers are ready. Oh my god! Can you imagine Trent Williams on a freaking screen? He's already pushing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm ready for Sunday. As you they've blown look. four, they've blown four screen passes already this season. The shovel pass at the goal line against the Eagles. The uh Trent Trent Williams ran into the running back, or the running back ran into him, vice versa. You had the throw backwards. You had the other two against the Eagles where you threw it to Debo and Debo dropped it, but good thing he did because they would have lost five. And then you had the throw earlier in that game to use check where he hit him in his feet. So they that would be great, but Jimmy can't throw those. He can't. Um, last one. Quest quest for six. Five dollars said I told y'all we should have taken Parsons round one, Asante round two, new defensive coordinator, new DC, a rookie quarterback doesn't help us win Super Bowl this year. We have an aging roster. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I love when I get to disagree with a comment. Y'all using hindsight, y'all only looking at three weeks of football, bro. You're only looking at three weeks of football. It, it, but it's hiring, fair. Mike. That's not that it's, is fair. It's fair because we've been seeing this, Mike, since last season. In no, the 29. Okay. No, we haven't. We oh, haven't right. seen any, we haven't seen any of these rookies since last season, bro. I'm not talking about the rookies. I'm talking about the way we play football. I'm sorry. So I'm I'm, I'm on something totally different. I'm right. talking about the okay. Right, right, right. He, he's he's naming rookies that we should have got. And he's talking about a quarterback ain't gonna my, help us. My apologies. What I'm okay. saying is, I truly believe that Lance starts at some point this season and takes over, and the league is forced to adjust in a hurry. And if I had it my way, it's after week 12. Because this, now this we're heading into the postseason, and it's just like 2012 with Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith, and the league is like, oh, sugar honey iced tea, what do I do? What do you do is deal with us in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you gotta like you gotta have a record to make the playoffs. And are you gonna have a record with Jimmy yeah, under center? Because Nick, you and I went through the exercise the other day and we found six more wins with Jimmy. And that was with us being angry saying Jimmy's trash. But we didn't make the playoffs with six more wins, according to y'all. That, that is true. That was with us being angry and saying that he was <laughs> trash. If we're being realistic and we're being honest with ourselves, 
we can find more ways to win because not every team can take away the middle of the field the way that other teams have been doing. That's I mean, look, I'm, I'm, and it's not, it's not, we went through the rest of the season finding those wins with Jimmy. We didn't discuss a switch with Trey Lance and catching people off guard and then going through it. And that's what I think is the reality of it all. I don't think you trade up all of that draft stock to let this guy play. All right. You all said he's played six, six snaps so far throughout the season. I think it's six or seven. Well, I'm going to do six because I'm bad at math, but that means you, you didn't, you didn't trade up all those picks to let him do 34 snaps this year. That's an average of two a game. You, You didn't do it. You did not do that. You got him to play him at some point. And Trey is going to get in. And if we catch people off guard and he's who we think Kyle thinks he is, it's going to be a thing of beauty. I really, really believe that. Now, I don't, you know, don't want to stay so on. Me, I don't. Go ahead. You, well, you, and Jesse, go ahead. you and Jesse both have the Niners losing this week, right? If Trey Lance plays more than 10 snaps, does that help the 49ers win this game? Yeah, it does. It doesn't mean they're going to win. But it well, okay, would that change your perspective? Would that change your perspective if Trey Lance can come out? Let's just say 10 to 15 plays. So well, anywhere in that range. Just based off of the numbers, if he's done six snaps and he's accounted for four touchdowns already. Would your odds go up? Yeah, Hell yeah. Sure. To win yeah. This game. Because yes. that means 10 snaps. If it's at 10 snaps, then that's seven touchdowns. <laughs> and you, you lose a game with seven touchdowns. So I'm just saying, like, it, they, they, that means that they're bringing him in for a specific reason. And it could be to convert first downs, right? It, it could be for that. It doesn't have to always be in a goal line situation. But if you step back, see, we're, we're, we're so close to the situation. Sometimes you got to step back from the picture to see the whole thing, right? You get too close to anything and it's pixelated. It's little dots and circles, right? Sometimes you got to step back to see the whole picture. What if Kyle's using him right now to strictly improve the red zone? You guys remember all the reports in camp and they kept saying Trey Lance was doing this in red zone. And we were like, yo, that's the guy. That's the guy. It was five of five in red zone for four touchdowns and a field goal. He, you, you remember? You guys remember these stories? These things, I, I'm not joking. These stories were tearing up Twitter. We forgot about them because now it's like, all right, let's see what he can do. But then when you guys sit here and tell me that we're 100% red zone and goal line, that was our, our biggest deficiency. So if, if you tell me that he gets 10, 10 snaps in this situation, I'm going to take it. Does and 100% yes. does 100% red zone change your mind about uh, running the play clock down? No. <laughs> just, just mess no. Me. no. But no, seriously, though, if Trey comes in, I would – me personally, I would like to see Trey for like two series this game. And that's utilizing the playbook, not just at the goal line. And I think that that is where – look, the third and one or the fourth and one would have been a perfect time for Kyle Shanahan against the Green Bay Packers to bring in Trey Lance and throw the ball downfield. Because they would have played the run and he would have been able to drop something over the top and that game would have been over. But they didn't do that. And – I mean, still, but I just wanted to see what your odds would go up from your percentages if Trey Lance had played 10 to 15 plays, if that's a way to stop Jamal Adams and win this football game. I think I, think I have a fun way for us to wrap this show up. I think who, – who, who was doing that to happen? All right. I think that I – mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what am I tapping on? I hear I hear it too. I don't know what it is. It's not me. All right. It just stopped. Yeah. I think that we should uh Nick and Wayne. I think you two should come up for it with a plan for the Seahawks to beat the Niners because y'all have the Niners winning. And then Jesse and I come up with a plan for the Niners to beat the Seahawks. We're going to break off in the breakout rooms. This ain't Zoom. <laughs> come on, no, come on. You know, we can do this right here, man. Let's, let's, let's do this, man. Let's, get, let's, get, let's give the viewers a show, man, because we already made our predictions at the start, right? So there's no need for us to sit here and say why we think it's going to happen. We think it's going to happen for obvious reasons. You yeah, guys no, this saying, is good. I like this. I like this. Right. You guys are going to sit here and say, you know, if I say, well, why do you think we're going to win? Well, the Packers are a better team. We barely lost to the Packers. We got a week at home where we're resting, not a day of travel. We're going to win this game, right? I'm with you guys, 100%. We're going to sit here and say, Jimmy can't throw the ball, da-da-da-da-da. So that's how we're going to lose the game. Let's flip it. Let's force the other side to think outside the box and give the and give the viewers something, you know, to, to talk about. They still, by the way, blame Wayne. Wayne, they still blaming you, bro. I, I'm cracking up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they still, yo, you threw your hands in the air like this, and it's still happening. They were like, yo, it's Wayne, bro. It's Wayne. He tapping with his ping ping. That was, oh, man. that was Wayne. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I think, I think you two should devise a plan on how the Niners lose a game, and then Jesse and I will come up with a plan on how the Niners can win. Like All it. right, let's do it. I already okay. got mine. I'm ready. Oh, so we gonna go first? We are. <laughs> oh yeah, you come up with this whole right. thing and you ain't ready. Yeah, you're going first. Uh, I, I didn't think. It's, I thought of the subject. I didn't. Okay, well, on. okay. Let, let me give every time. Let me give everybody time to think. I got one more thing I want to run by you guys today yes. because. The Trey Ain't Ready crowd ran with this all over Twitter, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but Quincy Avery came out today and said, no rookie QB should ever start. The juice is not worth the squeeze. That is his primary QB coach in the offseason. What are you guys' thoughts on that? That's Trey's primary QB coach in the offseason. Wait, he said what? He said that... He does not believe any rookie QB should ever start year one. The juice is not worth the squeeze. And I already have a, I, I already rebuttaled this one big, but I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts are. So I, I think I'm going to agree and disagree. I don't think a rookie quarterback should ever start week one. And there's a big difference. We This is the same thing I criticized Wayne and Nick for earlier when we were talking about Trey Lance, right? that the aptitude is not the same across the board for every rookie. Some guys are slower. Some guys are faster picking up on things, right? And so I think it's wrong for any rookie quarterback, especially a first-round pick, to start because 90% of first-round picks are going to really bad teams, teams that don't have good wide receivers, defenses, da-da-da-da-da, right? It's very, very rare that a first-round quarterback that's picked is coming – to a team that was just in the Super Bowl the, the year before. That doesn't happen. We're, we're in, a, in, a, in a very rare spot, right? But here we are. So I don't think Fields should have had to start right away. I don't think Lawrence should be starting. They're 0-4. Y'all don't need me to tell you that you probably could have kept Gardner, Gardner Minshew 
and won a game or two by now, right? They could have C.J. Beathard, who's their backup, and probably have won a game or two by now. No rookie should have to start week one. It's just too much speed of the game, processing NFL defenses, taking a snap from under center. We say this stuff like it's easy. This shit ain't easy. These guys have not had to stick their their middle fingers in the guy's butthole to take the snap. That's that's a Balls. major. It's a major <laughs> adjustment, though. They tell you get it between the nuts and the like. It, it's a major adjustment because now you're bending down. You got to pop up and then read the defense after you bend down and read it pre-snap <laughs> and post-snap. It's a big difference. Then you got to work on your footwork and all that stuff. They ask these guys to do this because of what the money used to be. Where where the the salary cap is adjusted, but the methods haven't caught up to the adjustments of the salary cap. You guys remember Sam Bradford? He's the last quarterback in the first round to get that major deal. What was it like seventy million dollars and never took a snap in the NFL, right? But if you if I draft you and you're making seventy million dollars, you're getting your ass out there. Where here we are with Trey Lance, he's gonna make twenty four million dollars over the course of four years. I'm not rushing to get you out there. You get what I'm saying? There's a big, big financial difference. I have the luxury of sitting back and letting you study and get ready. And so I'm with him at that point. But what I what I disagree with is the first year. According to your statement, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse, he said that a, a, a rookie shouldn't start the first year, the yep. whole year. Yep. And that's putting everybody on the same mental plane. I, that part I disagree with. Yep. I mean, that, that's I, – I couldn't say it any better. I mean, I think that – I I do agree with the sitting and learning, the, the speed change from the collegiate level to the NFL. But I also think that it depends on where your team is at. So if you have a team around you that can win, you have a good offensive line, things like that, and the player is ready – then you should be able to start him that year. But if he's not ready and you don't have those other pieces on your team, then I could see where he's coming from. So I agree to disagree, I guess you could say. I agree because it, it's kind of the situation that your football team as a whole is in, as well as the quarterback and how ready he is. If he's not ready, then let him sit and learn. And it also depends on who's ahead of him. Is he going to learn anything new from the person ahead of him? or learn how to compete in the NFL. Um, you know, like, do I think Trey Lance learned is learning from Jimmy Garoppolo? No, I don't I think he's learning from Rich Cangarello. I don't think he's learning anything from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he could learn better being under center or in shotgun than learning from Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, that's speaking with Trey Lance, but I, I agree to disagree. I think it really depends on the situation and also if the quarter, the quarterback is play, is ready or not. Yep. I just straight up disagree. I do too. <laughs> like say y'all, y'all can't y'all, like y'all, I I get y'all logic but this ain't old football, yo. Like this is a whole new level, new game, new speed, new type of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are coming um out of college just a little bit more prepared logically and and so so you keep saying he has to learn the playbook. I get it. That like so, Kyle Shanahan probably has the most complicated 
offensive playbook in the NFL, but that's on Kyle. Like, Kyle, like, don't expect the rookie to come in here and learn your playbook. Change the shit up. Like, let this do – we've watched – you. Do do you does Jesse need to mention the names of some of these quarterbacks that have won MVPs and that did decent in their rookie years, like Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, and these guys who actually went on to do good their rookie season because the coaches said, you know what, they're not going to learn these plays right right away. So let's kind of like figure them out, and the NFL didn't catch up on them and, right and away. Kyle has one under his belt, also an RG three. Oh snap! Right, right. All I'm saying is, I disagree. Like there's nothing about that that I agree with, and uh, and 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 again, he has that old school mentality. And then Nick, you just said which the thing you just said was so dope because usually when a quarterback goes to a situation a la Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre, he has somebody he can learn by. I kept telling y'all motherfuckers that Trey ain't learning from Jimmy Garoppolo, but no one listens to me. Oh, he can sit behind Jimmy. Now everybody wants Jimmy ass gone because Jimmy can't complete a pass past six yards. Now all of a sudden, Trey, what are we saying? You're confusing me. Like, I don't understand what we're saying. Like, look, Trey well, it, it's not when when I was saying to sit behind Jimmy, it's not meaning sit behind Jimmy and learn from Jimmy. It's sit behind Jimmy because Jimmy was capable enough to play and win football games to where he can sit in the back. I'm talking and about what the what people in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying, I was just saying. Because in people in general say, oh, you draft a rookie, you let him sit behind a quarterback. That's the general thing that we say, and you're going to learn how the quarterback's ways. Jimmy ain't teaching Trey anything. Jimmy wasn't trying to teach Trey. Jimmy didn't even congratulate Trey until we all said something, and then it became a thing. Oh, yeah, Trey Lance, welcome to the team. Like, come on, guys. Jimmy was butthurt. Nah, Jimmy, Jimmy was, was the first one to reach out to Trey said. That's bull crap. That's what Trey said was the first one. That's what Trey said so not to not hurt the fans, to, to hurt feelings of the organization. I don't even think they get along. You just see him in pictures posing and cheesing for a dollar. Like, I'm telling you, bro. Like, all I'm saying is I disagree with that situation because it depends on, A, the quarterback. It depends on what you said, Nick, the situation that they get themselves into. And we've seen rookie quarterbacks be successful in the NFL starting week one. Just like specifically, not. specifically mobile quarterbacks, by Spec the way, mobile quarterbacks, Which quarterbacks that have that second, second thing to bring to a game that don't have to sit back in a pocket, pocket quarterbacks usually struggle year one, mobile quarterbacks get it done year one. And we can talk about, you know, players, Mike, you brought it up, players that get paid big, right? And, and that's why they had to start them back then. Well, since then, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, uh, Cam Newton, all these guys have been after that big payday. They all have two things in common. They all have big arms and they can all run. And every single one of those guys have been just fine starting year one. I don't, I, I do not, do not believe at all that, oh, RG3, I do not believe at all that you have to sit year one. And, you know, I've got, pe people are in the chat saying, well, Look at Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Lawrence. First of all, Trey Lance is not those guys. Second of all, they are not in a near as good of a situation as what the 49ers are and Shanahan is. So I don't want to see or hear about the other rookie quarterbacks. And they quarterbacks. both have shitty NFL coaches. It is not the same. It is not the same scenario. And the other thing is, Mike, you brought up getting under center. 
All of those other quarterbacks did need to learn to get under center. You know who didn't need to learn how to get under center? Trey Lance, 39% under center, tons of play action, very verbose playbook, got to the line, called mics, called audibles. Trey Lance didn't need to learn any of that. So for him, he was comfortable in this. Yeah, the issue is Kyle Shanahan. Like, I'm telling you. Like, that's the issue. If the, if, if, if you, like, I, I, I try to explain it as me being a teacher. If I know that I'm going to get some ch- some students, if I get really smart kids coming to my class, right, and I'm teaching an accelerated course, and my course is accelerated, and they know that when they sign up for the class. But I see that they're not keeping themselves caught up because it's just too accelerated for them. It's a little complicated. It's very up speed. It's my job to slow it down. It's my job to make sure that they're going to get with what I need them to get out of it. So I have the power because I'm the Kyle Shanahan to slow down my course, regardless of if it's supposed to be accelerated or not, regardless if it's supposed to be complicated or not, because I want to see these kids excel. It's like, Kyle, you got the piece. You drafted the guy that you wanted. And now we got to wait till you say he's ready or uh, or till my, until he's ready. I don't even know what that means. Like, I, I don't know what ready means. I don't know what that means. Because he looks ready. He could. He looks good in the uniform. He puts on a uniform and he scores touchdowns. Like, what does he have to do to be ready? Like, what does that mean, Kyle Shanahan? So until I understand what that means, I, I can't get with that. Does Trey Lance disappear from red zones once Jeff Wilson comes back? <laughs> I don't even think Kyle wants to play Trey Lance. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that's true because he, if he didn't want to play him, he wouldn't put him in those situations down at the goal line. I, I just think he kind of like had no choice. Like it was nothing to lose for him. At that 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 touchdown, it was two seconds on the clock, guys. What was the odds of that turning into six points going the other way? Really slim to none. It could have happened, but it was super slim to none because yeah, but you could have took three and went into the into halftime with a field goal. So, I don't think I don't think it mattered to at that point. We were down seventeen, nothing. It didn't seem like Kyle was calling plays on his back. It just it just seemed like he was just going to try something. I don't even think he cared if that worked or not. I mean, I'm glad yeah. he was happy, but then at the end of the day. Y'all, you said you were screaming for Trey Lance to come in the game. I've been screaming that shit since Philly. And guess where Trey Lance was on the sideline throwing balls, passes to uh, non-players, you know, just warming up. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Let's get to these comments real quick, then we'll move on to our exercise. Niners analyst, my dude says, it would be a good game for Lance to start. Seattle doesn't disguise coverages 90%, 92% of the time. Shout out Lester you. Lance to read post-snap. Love the show, fellas. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Um, Brian Sanat's $20 says, the situation will resolve itself. If we lose two home games and two divisional games in a row, pressure will mount and will be hard to justify playing Jimmy if the offense falls over. Booming onion to win battle of Aussie punters. I like like Seattle's punter. But. I saw ours was a special team or player of the month, though. Yeah, of the month, not the week, the (laughs) month, baby. Let's go nine again, baby. I I talked to Mitch in uh California and he said that he was going to write Jason Aponte a letter. 
<laughs> you stirring the pot. Hey, and we're gonna we're gonna get to it now. Let's, we're gonna come up with these plans of attack uh, from the opposing side's view. But I had I have to click this. I think there's one more though too. Grant's in Rombo's chat right now. Wait, it ain't Grant, the real Grant. I guarantee it. He's saying Grant, another YouTube show, is in Rombo's chat, another YouTube show. On, on our, our YouTube, YouTube show, YouTube show. <laughs> hey, yo, what is what is what what kind of Matrix bullshit is happening right now, guys? And uh, it ate him, I guarantee. Yeah, it. guarantee. It. And then Nick, I think there was one more. Uh, is it this one right here? Did we get yeah. this one? No. Uh, Terradome says, "Men, we call it a single point of failure. It all points to Kyle. Kyle's yep. fine. He's not failing. He's improving statistically." The Niners did not average 28 points a game, 28.6 points a game last year. Um, it, you're go right. Ahead, go, go ahead, Wayne. You're right. You're, you're, you know what, Mike? You're 100% correct. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting ready to tell y'all how we can beat Seattle. That's all that is. <laughs> I'm getting ready to tell you how we're, how we're, we're going to. You're 100% correct, Mike. But you know what? It doesn't feel that way. Like something feels weird, Mike, Jesse and Nick. Like something feels off. And I think that's that's what's bothering me. Like, like the first, even the first two wins, they were wins, but they felt weird. You know what I'm saying? We snuck out of Philly. We barely beat Detroit after we dominated. Like, after we dominated. Yo, and hold on. This- Shout out to Terradome with the MB9er shirt on in the picture. Oh, yeah, he is. yeah the yeah, logo I don't like. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's keep this show going. <laughs> I agree with them though, because whether whether you point to Jimmy G, whether you point to the the lack of depth, whether you point to the running game, or whether you point to I don't know, I guess tactical errors throughout the game, fourth and one, snapping the ball too early, not calling timeout, all of that goes back to Kyle Shanahan. And by the way, D'Amico Ryan's was hired. Inside the organization, there was nobody there to challenge him. He's a rookie signal caller, play mm-hmm. caller, right? So that goes back to him too. So if if you're mad at D'Amico, well, you got to be mad at Kyle. If you're mad at Jimmy, you got to be mad at Kyle. If you're mad at the lack of depth at corner, you got to be mad at Kyle. So I see what he's saying. I'm with Good it. Point. Good point. All right, let's do this thing because let's do this thing. All right, who's going first, our side or your side? All right, so you guys are doing the way the 49ers can beat Seattle, and we're doing the ways that Seattle can beat San Francisco. Yes, sir. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about it already. Play Jamal Adams at the line of scrimmage. It's one way. Go ahead, Wayne. You give one way. For defensively? Yeah, go ahead. Go defensively. Then we'll go offensively next. <sighs> I you know, I know that their cornerbacks are trash, but I don't think our wide receivers are going to be able to do much against their corner. I think DJ Reed has another weird, a weird game, like a weird good game. I do, and and I don't know if it's going to be Trey Flowers or the other guy. Like, I, and I get it, their secondary is trash. I get it, I get it. Guess what? It was trash last season, but I think that their secondary is going to show up and show out because. Our wide receivers aren't allowed to stretch the field. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but that's kind of like what I mean. Like I think their their DBs figure it out. So that defensively, I think they're going to be pretty tight. 
as a unit, even though they're ranked 32nd to one. No, they're actually ranked in 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 the yeah, offense. We're, we're ranked 16 on D. They're ranked Seattle's offense in the first half is ranked like I think it's one or two, and the second oh. half they're ranked 32nd. Okay. So what are they overall? We talk about offense or defense? Because I said defense. Well, I, I want to know all the numbers. I know Nick has a. I know Nick pulled. Yeah, I got to bring it up because I looked Jesse. up something else. So. Well, I, I don't know I the like, halves. I would like to know where 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 they're ranking, how it compares. I don't know the halves, but I definitely knew what they're ranked overall. Which was what? What was it? Um, I think offensively, Seattle was ranked eleven, and then defensively, they're putting up points. They're putting up twenty six. Yeah, they're, they're, they're but they but we're putting up twenty eight. So how are they ranked higher mm-hmm. than us? They, oh, uh, well, so some sites do based off of yards. Some sites do based off of points. It depends on. All right. So NFL.com is the site that I use. I don't know if that's what you want me to use, but. No, that's fine. I just want to know what, what the, like scoring and then yards. What is happening? All right. So uh, while, while they're looking that up, um, again, guys, for those of you who are just tuning in, the exercise right now. So Nick and Breezy have the Niners winning this game. Jesse and I have the Niners losing. And so what we're doing is we're flipping it. Jesse and I are going to tell you guys how the Niners can win. And Wayne and Nick are going to tell you guys how Seattle can win. Go ahead, Wayne. All right. So the Seahawks are ranked 13th in offense, 31st in defense. They're 10th in passing and 13th in rushing. The Niners are ranked 21st in offense, 15th in defense. Eighth to 18th in passing and then 18th in rushing. So it changed from last night. Last NFL, night. NFL.com, you said, is what you're using. They're going yes, based sir. off of yards, not points per game. Okay. So that's, that's the only that's the only way that's possible. No, no, it's not wrong. It's just how they do it. They do it based off of yards. Because if you if you go to points per game and switch it, you'll see a whole different whole different thing. Okay. Do this one real quick. Exactly, Jesse. Kyle loves the power. He had control over GM and DC, and he took over the draft. Lance sitting bench, Banks catching nobodies, nobodies, and Sermon. So, yeah, I mean, every <laughs> all the top three round picks are basically sitting. Like, if it's yeah. up to him, Sermon would be a healthy scratch. Ambry Thomas would be a healthy scratch. Banks would be a healthy scratch. Lance wouldn't play a snap like that would be his ideal world right now. So it's just interesting to see. I don't like this Jesse guy. He's making me not like my coach. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 51%. Yeah. 51. Okay. Mike, should we, should we give some reasons why we think, uh, I don't know know if they were done. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do ones. You guys do one and then we'll, Go back and forth. So you guys did defensively what Seattle can do. So why don't we, why don't we contradict them and we'll go offensively what the 49ers can do to, to beat that defense game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go first. All right. So I think the Niners should take advantage of knowing DJ Reed. Uh, He got a start here. Uh, I think we attacked that secondary. Um, And you know, the, the, the insane thing is I actually had to look up who Seattle's other corner was mm-hmm. outside of dj reed because Flowers is hurt too i think yeah so you, now you now you're going with sydney jones 
And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, yo, we got this. If it was Akello, two former Niners who know our offense, I'd be worried. It's not that, though. It's not that. And so I come out, like I said, two or three wide receivers every time, and I'm beating them over their head tops. And I'm going to do stuff, not necessarily what Jimmy is comfortable with, but if I do a three wide receiver set, I'm picking Cam in the middle of the field. I'm doing one of those illegal things where someone runs across his face and the pass is thrown right behind him, crossing routes. You know what I mean? So Cam is here. Um, Who the hell is Cam? I I didn't mean Cam. I'm saying Chancellor. My bad. Uh, uh, Irvin. I mean, not Irvin. Wagner. God dang. Yo, the cup is empty, bro. It's the cup. (laughs) Bro, I thought Cam Chancellor. Look, I've been playing Madden and it's a Cam Chancellor card, so I thought maybe he came back. No, my bad, my bad. I, I meant to say Wagner. So, like, you got you crossing Wagner's face with a receiver. So Wagner's here, the receiver crosses right in front of him, and then we complete the pass underneath him going around him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the strength of their defense. Just dance around them all night long. Frustrate him, we can attack all night long. Yeah, I, I would say the other thing that the Niners can do is, so we know that they have trouble stretching the field vertically, but stretch it horizontally. And this was one of the biggest issues last week, right? So... The reason that you were able to watch the broadcast version and see all 11 players jump jumbled into that screen is because the 49ers ran a lot of tight sets on third downs, which is the exact opposite of what they do well. Spread everybody out. Give Jimmy easy reads. Let him know what he's looking at. And force Wagner, Adams, all of these guys to cover sideline to sideline. Use what they want to do against them. So if they want to blitz... That's fine. We're going to know you're blitzing pre-snap because we're going to go on double counts. We're going to see you fake fake the blitz. So now we know you're coming. And if you are covering, we're going to make you cover one-on-one in space and make it easy on our guys. We're going to try to get Kittle matched up on Jamal Adams and expose that coverage weakness that he has. All right, guys. What do you all think Seattle can do on offense? Good job, Jesse. I like that. I really yeah, like thanks. that. Uh, Wayne, you want to go first this time? Yeah, man. I mean, we got we uh, Seattle has the the best player on the field, and so good luck containing him. Though, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about Russell Wilson or are you talking about DK Metcalf? I'm talking about <laughs> Russell Wilson. So, so, so good luck containing him. You think DK Metcalf is better than Russell Wilson? I didn't know if you were counting the quarterback. Like, oh I, yeah, I'm, well that's where their offense starts. Their offense starts and and dies with Russell Wilson. Take Russell Wilson out, you guys win the game. If you don't take Russell Wilson out, you gotta have to try to figure out how to a contain him. And so I think Russell Wilson is gonna do his best to expose the D. He's gonna look. Look, Russell's gonna take plays outside of the pocket. Is what he does. And then I know he's only what thirty two yard rushing yards this year. I get it. It's low. <laughs> he ain't played the Niners yet. Right. So they're going to he's going to get his guys to stretch the field. There's going to be guys down there. Our guys going to be playing back. And when he feels like he can take off and run, he's going to do some runs to extend plays. Russell Wilson is the king of extending plays, and he's going to do that. You're going to have to have a tough time trying to stop him doing that. And just when you think you're going to be able to contain Russell Wilson, he'll be able to throw to those deep two wide receivers down the field. I think Gerald Everett is hurt or COVID or something. Because as of right right now, 
as of right now, he is out of the game. He has to pass two tests, I believe, in the next 24 hours in order to participate. So at least you, you eliminate one of our of their tight ends. I keep thinking I'm them because I'm representing them. You eliminate one of their tight ends, but Russell Wilson, like I said, um, is going to be the reason why Seattle Seahawks do they think against that 49ers defense? He's that smart. He's that cerebral. He's that athletic. And he's that deadly with his hand. Don't forget, I mean, arm. Don't forget, he could throw the ball deep down the field. And he has the receivers. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. And when it's crunch time, he runs. Like, if, if, if it's a close game and y'all going to get me in the secondary, I'm going to run. And that's what he does every time he plays this. I'd be screaming at my TV. I'd be screaming. Yo, if, if I didn't have the money for my new TV, this one would have been broke already. I'd have thrown something. <laughs> At this one because of Russell, Will. I swear to God, I swear to God, I'd be, I'd be like, ah, it's not in the account right now. That's, that's what I do. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. It's on you, bro. Uh, you want Russell Wilson? I'm gonna go with the run game, and I think that the the Seattle Seahawks need to dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, and where I'm gonna do this is, is they need to take advantage of the wide nine technique when we're using when the San Francisco 49ers are in their wide nine, control the line of scrimmage and be able to to eliminate Fred Warner out of the game, uh, getting to the second level, uh, not saying hurt him or anything like that, but uh, be able to get to the second level, block him out, and, uh, you know, average, I would say, four four to five yards per carry uh, with the run game up the middle, and uh, that eliminates the pass rush on the outside and eat up the middle of the field with the run game. All right. G-Rod like says we're blurry. I think that's your connection, my guy. You yeah, that or you need to switch it to 1080. Y'all look clear as day to me. Hey, uh, you know, Jesse, let me ask you a question really quick. Mm-hmm. And this is not your answer on, you know, on your response on how the Niners win this. Would you play more man or more zone in this game? Just curious. Zone, zone man. Zone. Yeah, I'm going zone. So you don't have the it? corners. You don't have the corners to play man against these receivers, bro. You what? All right, you do if you bracket them. If you because if you if you yeah. put if you play man on Lockett and DK with safety coverage designated to them, trust Fred Warner to take out whatever tight end there is, right? Or 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 running back or running back, right? I mean. I, I think I like those odds more than zone. I don't think I like. I I, I don't think I. You so you you want to put the pressure or on Lenore to play man coverage on Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. Lenore plus Tart. No, I get you. I get the bracket, but I'm just saying you you're you're putting the pressure is on the cornerback. They're Absolutely. Hoping, you, Absolutely. They're hoping that the bracket is there to help. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, right? But you trust that right off the bat? I mean, DK is huge. Oh, it's not Lenore. Well, maybe it is. But right now, our starters are Norman and Moses. I, I don't have Norman starting. And if Norman's starting, I let him man up straight up against DK. That's what happened last game. Oh, you saying because he's injured? Yes. Okay, I was going to say because that's what yeah, happened last game. I think he's going to play, Norman. though. I, I, yeah. I want him to play. Don't get it twisted. He's going to play. I just don't know if he's going to be ready to go for Sunday. I would want Mosley on Lockett. Yes, you it's exactly what and, I just said. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh But I don't think you need to bracket with Norman. I think Norman is physical enough to jam to get into DK. 
And so I don't think he'll need to be bracketed if he played man. So can we do man zone? I think DK going to smoke Norman, and that's why he needs the safety help. I don't know if he'll smoke him, dog. Devontae couldn't even smoke Norman. And I know DK is faster. Yeah, but no. I, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I, I know DK. Way, but but Devontae, what is Devontae's fourth? He's a 4-3, four, four, right? No, hell no. Okay, 4-4. I, four, I, four? I don't know what he ran, but I know on film he ain't no 4-3. He's just he's a up. better he's a better route guy. He's just better getting and getting right. open. I got right. you. Right. He's a four, five, um, six guy. Thank you. But the reason I want the reason let me let me let me just be clear here. I know that Mosley's faster than Norman. Yes. But the reason I want Norman on DK is because he's a tactician. He's gonna be give you more of the cerebral play than the physical play. And if you have somebody over him to have his back, Jimmy Ward is who I want on DK. I want Jimmy Ward on DK. Oh, that's because you want... watched that video, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I want Tart on DK. Tart was Tart. But that's the size matchup, and that's gonna bang bang. That that's why I want Tart there. Plus, okay. you remember that? You remember that play where Tart ran him down? And oh, caused him the ball at the fumble. Oh my gosh! Sideline. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, so either one. You know what? I, the best people in our secondary are our safeties. <laughs> like, like that's our <laughs> like they they've Not been. Week. They weren't bad last week though. Jimmy they weren't Ward that bad last week. at the end of the game. He was they lost for one, and I don't know if he was lost or trying to communicate really bad. I didn't know if it was like a. Well, you hey, heard hey, Jim, you? you heard Jimmy Ward say that when people are switching in and out, it the communication was bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, I'm I'm not going to blame it all on Jimmy Ward because we had players that weren't playing in there. Communication is probably bad. Um, all right. Oh, I do have one more way that the Niners can, or something the Niners have to do this week, is they have to disguise their defense way better. Hey, psh, psh, psh. I know that's, Nick, our, that's Nick, us. We do that. Nick, Nick forgot we were the Seahawks. You do with Seattle. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> my bad. All right, Jesse, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go ahead and go first. All right, so I'm going to go with the, the player of the game. This one player is going to determine whether or not the Niners win this game. Mitch Wisnowski? No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Nope. Am I allowed to stick with, with defense? Can I, can I stay there? <laughs> Do I have to go to offense? I thought no, we do whatever you want. Defense. You can do, do what you want. So where we at? What did we do the first time? We did offense first time. Oh, shit. So I'm on defense anyway. All right. It's D Ford. Now, hear me out. When you go back and you watch the film of the Eagles game, D Ford was not in there just to pass rush. He set the edge and stepped back. And he was containing, right? D Ford is going to be the key to this game. They did it with another mobile quarterback. They did not do it against the Lions, and I was wondering why, okay? And if you watch DK – uh, DK, Jesus. D Ford. D Ford. If you watch D Ford in that Eagles game, it was very interesting to watch him rush and then stand up and just lateral movement, making sure that that quarterback didn't get outside of him because that's the strength when the Seahawks get in trouble. They say – we can't pass. We can't run. Russell, do something. And Russell likes to roll to that right side of the offensive line. All right. Now it's backwards on camera, but
but I promise you guys, it's my right hand. I'm not that intoxicated. This is my right hand. All right. <laughs> so he likes to roll to that right side of the offensive line. That's his strength. He does that thing where he turns and runs. Y'all, he turns his whole back. Russell Wilson turns all the way around and he scrambles and he either finds somebody or he does a pump fake. They jump and he gets outside of them. That's the key to victory. It's going to be the discipline of D Ford and they substitute Ford with Echobomb. It's going to be those two guys staying disciplined. It is not your job to get the sack. It is their jobs to contain. If I hope you all play that, Echobomb because I don't even know who the hell that is. <laughs> Ebukam? Ebukam, yeah. He oh, said Echobomb. All right, Nick. I said I hope y'all play him because I don't even know who the hell that is. I told you the cup was empty, bro. You won't keep this. You just gonna keep pointing my flaws out. You can't remember <laughs> one also, single person player on any team. Also, how did that? How did that work out in Philly with Ford doing that? Because uh, I think Jalen Hurts ran all over us. No, it, it it worked out well. It worked out. Go back and watch what happened on Ford's side when Ford was in there. It worked out well. Oh, I, I saw exactly what you were talking about, Mike. Yeah. He he did. First they were rushing him, and then they they start that that was the game mm-hmm. plan change they made was rush right. and then drop back and, and, and contain. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the defensive line. And a lot of people in here are saying Ebucom, which I agree. The ideal third down pass rush is Ebucom, Bosa, Armstead, Ford. And the way that I see it though is Ebucom is good at containing the edge also. So why not let him do that? And Bosa, who has a lot of problems getting chipped by wide receivers and tight ends, he gets a D cleated every time it happens. Every time. Put him to the middle and let him rush and play on a guard. Yeah. You switch those two around on, on third downs, it's it's a major advantage for you. So that's one thing that I'm doing as well along the defensive line. That's actually a really, really good idea. I saw a whole baldy breakdown dedicated to how can the Niners help Bosa not get chipped so much? And I'm like, throw some salsa in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. Or stunts. Or he, he can start on the outside even. That's fine. Then do yeah, stunts. Like, like Alden Smith and, and Justin Smith used to do. <laughs> do those stunts. Yeah. Would, we have to change, would we have to change out of the wide nine to do those stunts? Because I hate this wide nine thing. I know it's just you, the you formation and the stretch out of the out of, out of the formation, but it's just too much space. Sorry, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, no. Though, not- I mean, on 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 downs one and two, they the wide nine is garbage. Down yeah. three, I'm I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah, you can't use it on one and two because there's too many gaps. Too many. Too many. Gaps. All you got to do, is, all the offense has to do is is trap block or or just close off the containment. Um, Master Chef five dollars says, "What's good, family? Just got on. Doesn't the Sea Chickens have a lot of injuries? Also, I think Kittles is going to have a hell of a game. We win. So that uh, that takes us back to us, right? Well, we we talked about the injuries earlier um, with their starting corner who's out. Uh, We talked about possibly their tight end. Yes, they're they with the tight end. Yeah." Griff, somebody said Griffin or something like that, right? Gerald Everett. Yeah, Everett. Echo Bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another way the 49 uh, Seattle wins this game is shut down 
Juice. All right, we want to thank you all for checking That's this out. That's not him as a running back. I'm just saying, him in general. I think <laughs> I think he could have a big game this year. <laughs> That was really that's really a, a plan for me because I think nah, no, it's not. You you full of shit, Nick. You don't know. <laughs> you you just always has shit. big games against Seattle. Who game plans for a fullback? Stop it. You're lying. Don't do he's, that. He's not oh. the fullback, Mike. He's the halfback. He's not oh, okay. I see no, no, no. I really was I was really using him as like wheel routes and things like that. So um I think you have to be able to stick him. And that's another way of keeping Jamal Adams off the the line of scrimmage is utilize the fullback out in the flat. Well, who, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Who typically – who is responsible for covering the fullback? Depends on the set you're in. Well, give me give me this the standard. If 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 the Niners are in base, it's what? It's two receivers, two running backs, right? Well, two backs, as in juice and a running back. Yeah, and a tight yeah. end. A tight right, end. One tight end, you have two backs, two receivers. Nope. It's going to be a linebacker. A linebackers are probably going to cover the running backs, but that's how yeah. you can get Kittle on um, on Adams. So then we're we're depending on whoever is not Wagner to cover Juice. Correct. That might be our keys to victory right there. And I see why you just said what you said, Nick. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I wasn't taking a shot at you. Even though I like, want to. It, no, no, it felt like a shot. It 100% felt like a shot. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's right. It wasn't. It's okay. It's all right. Um, I like it. Appreciate NBN. And then, oh, yeah, shit. guys, for the love of God, if Seattle goes three times one with one on the short side, they're throwing long to the short side. Mm. Oh, three wide receivers, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good observation by you for sure. That's a very good observation. If you notice it, hopefully uh, the 49ers notice it also. They probably I see that every week. And then when the game gets here, and I'm like, how did y'all know this shit? But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with y'all. People yeah. said our energy is low. It's one, it's one in the morning no, on the East Coast. Down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesse, you and, on the East Coast too? Yeah, yeah he's in I'm Florida, in Tampa. Tampa. Oh my god! Oh my! Y'all should have been here for the start of the show. Go back and rewatch it. Listen to the podcast. Oh, I morning. thought he was talking to us. <laughs> like I was working, but yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we were all working. Like it, it's bad. It's bad over here, man. I, I am crashing hard over here. But so, we yeah. here, y'all. Come on, man. And it ain't game day yet, but it's game weekend. We getting there, man. Tomorrow's Friday, October first. Let's yes. go. And do not forget, we have a bonus show coming to you guys tomorrow night. Make sure you guys are here. Sorry for everybody with a Friday show, Bruzy. Uh, I apologize. We are going to be, I'm sorry, Bruzy. We're going to be live. We have to because a guest reached out to us and said, hey, I want to be on your show, but I'm only available Friday. So it is what it is. Uh, so I'm excited good, to see who it is. The, the good thing about YouTube is that there's replays. You don't get all your views from the live. It's it's the replays, right? Uh, that that give you the views. So, uh, it's it's all good in my opinion. Anyway, it's all appreciate good. the 359 that are watching tonight. I seen it at 428 at one point. So, yeah, really and I heard that somebody else is on down the dial. 
Yeah. Some cat food eating motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> you can't say that out loud, Michael. <laughs> All right. Get me off of the show, bro. Um, I'm going to call Echabomb on you, bro. Huh? I'm going to have to call Echabomb on you. Okay. I see what you say. All right. It's cool. Yo, Nick is definitely not dreaming, but I do uh, need to get more sleep than an hour. I think I've had an hour in the last three days. So, yeah, that's not good. No. That's how you have a stroke. They say that that's worse than drunk driving. So you got you got to chill with that shit, bro. For your sake and the sake of others around you, you like that's that's not good. So uh, let's do some final thoughts and go home. I can't believe we did a two hour show already. Let's do yeah. this. No, Jesse, uh, I appreciate you jumping on too. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, start with Jesse as the guest. Uh, final thoughts is a segment that we do. Promote yourself, anything that you're on. Let people know where to find you and any final thoughts that you want to leave the faithful with. Then we'll go to Breezy, Nick, and then myself. Yeah, so, well, I'll give a, th- a final thought first. Um, if Norman and Mitchell play, I'm riding with the Niners. I don't think Norman plays. I do think Mitchell plays, and so that's why I'm picking Seattle. But I reserve the right to change my mind if those two play. And, of course, I mean, I'm from the Northwest. I hate the Seattle Seahawks as much as y'all. Nothing I would love more than to beat the brakes off these guys. I just have to be realistic. I have to keep it real and give you my honest opinion, but I hope that the 49ers win this game. I really do. As far as where you can find me, um, you can find me on Twitter at JNA underscore LSS. It's right there in the corner. And you can find me on YouTube, Last Second Sports. And I also write a little bit for 49ers, uh, all 49ers Sports Illustrated. It's my turn. That's your turn, I think. I'm tired, yo. Man, y'all know where to find me, man. I'm here. <laughs> Nothing but Niners. God dang it. Um, but if you want to see some of my own personal stuff, man, go ahead and follow uh, Wayne Breezy channel. That's where the Nitty Gritty Niners show is. And you can go right there on YouTube. So everybody in here, it's 323 of y'all. Uh, if you are here, just go on and subscribe to the Wayne Breezy channel. We're on every Monday and Wednesday night and Sundays where we do our food show. Yo, Mike and I have a banging ass idea. I can't wait to share it with Nick. I don't know if you told Nick already, but it's going to it's going to be dope for Sizzling Sunday. So we'll 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 get to you. We'll we'll, we'll tell it. It's going to be dope, though. Um, but thank you for having me on the show as usual, man. Uh, I'm sorry I was late. Had a show. I had the easiest gig tonight, yo. It was it was like a cigar event. Shout out to my company, man. It's, yo, this is a cinnamon. This is a spice rum shot cigar. I'll, I'll send it to you, Mike, because you know I ain't gonna smoke it. <laughs> so it, it smelled, but it smelled really good, y'all. Like, hey, I want, yeah, no, no, it's gonna smell phenomenal. Hey, I saw somebody stealing your swag, bro. I saw a football show with people in the chef outfits cooking it up, and I'm like, yo, y'all not gonna give no props to my guy it's like, all good, at man. all. I, 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 I'm all about love, man. So, so Jesse, I would love to get you on if you cook. Yeah. Grill, microwave, um, let me know because because <laughs> we're gonna we, we want to get you on um on, on a sizzling Sunday. So just pick a week you want to do it and then hit me okay. up, man, and we'll get you on the on the show. Since you're on the east coast, you know, yes, nine sir. o'clock is cool for you, though. Yes, I'll be sir. trying to yes, get the west is. coast cast on, they don't want to get up at six, bro. It is, what it is. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Hey, it was good doing a show with you, uh, finally, Wayne. Yes, uh, you know, yes. lots of love on Twitter back and forth. Definitely love what you got going on over there. Appreciate Obviously, you, I love my guys at Nothing But Niners, but uh, it was great to do a show with with all you guys. I respect 
Love everything that you guys do. Subscribe, like, follow, watch all of it. So I'm a fan of, as well of you guys. So thank you so much for, for allowing me to do this with you guys. Yeah, Thanks man, you're more than welcome anytime. Anytime. Um, great content. Guys, make sure you guys go over there, give him a follow. Um, yeah, Panor. Let's go. Jesse is the Nate dog. <laughs> Hold up. Yo, Wait. speaking Wait. of dogs, what about that halftime show? I missed it, yo. Gotta to... go back and watch it. I just saw Dr. No, 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 no. I'm thing. saying that was yeah. that was announced oh, you... for the halftime show. For, for the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh, that Dick, Dr. Dre and Snoop? Dr. Dre. And Eminem. Mary J. And Mary J. Blige. And, Ke- and Kendrick Lamar, K-Doc. And Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick Lamar, bro. Nate Dogg would have been there if he was alive, guaranteed. This, isn't yeah. this Jay-Z's doing? Doesn't Jay-Z run the, the, the music for the NFL still? Wow. It's going to be I huge. don't know, but that that is going to – Yo, SoFi's prices just went up that much more, like about $5,000 more per ticket. Normally, halftime is my time to re-up on wings or beverages or whatever. <laughs> I ain't going, going nowhere. Hey, my no wife got to get a license. During the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, just that's so you a, know. That's a free concert of all my right. growing up songs. Right. <laughs> Melissa got to go get a license that day, bro. I'm not Let's going nowhere. I just had to bring that up for those of you that don't know, um, that didn't hear about that. But, no, go over there and follow my guy, Jesse, Last Second Sports. They are a full NFL channel as well, just not 49ers, so – you can check those guys out. Give them a follow at jnay underscore lss on Twitter as well. Check out his articles on SI, and uh, you know where to find us. And uh, like I said, I think that we see – I think one of the keys to victory this week is see a little bit more of Trey Lance and utilize the fullback and tight end more uh, this week up against Seattle. I think um, – I'm not going to give you – well, yeah, I guess we can do final predictions, right? Are we doing those now? Are we doing them tomorrow? Final predictions, I think the Niners win. I'm going to go 28-21. I got, I, got, I got the Niners winning 21-20. to 20. Okay. I got Seattle winning 27-23. I'm going to give it to Seattle 31-24. Damn. Could see that. 31-24. Yeah. Could see that. I was gonna go with the 28-24 score again, but that kind of bit me in the butt this week. So we <laughs> scored 28. Yeah. But we lost it. So um no, Jesse, really appreciate you, man, jumping on here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh we appreciate all you guys. Check out the YouTube. Make sure you guys give us a uh, rate and review us on our podcast as well. Uh, we need those reviews over there. I don't really see a whole lot of people leave reviews anymore, but rate and review and like and subscribe and do all that fun stuff. Get some rest. Get some sleep for me. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to everybody that jumped on tonight. I really appreciate you guys and the time that you put forth to uh, you know, jump on here. It, it's not easy work weeks and things like that and here on the east coast as late as it is we're going to be wrapping this thing up here at 1 a.m it's it's late and all of us have shit to do in the morning so i salute you gentlemen man the three of you guys have been phenomenal you guys out there viewing you see all the twitter handles on the screen go and give these guys a follow they deserve it 
I promise you guys, excellent, excellent feedback on NFL and 49ers alike. So make sure you get over there. Uh, entertainment does not stop. As far as my final thoughts, guys, you know, this is going to be a big week here. Uh, Russell Wilson has never lost three in a row. Jimmy Garoppolo has never lost two in a row. Something is going to change. And this is a season-defining game for both franchises. When you put that out there like that, that tells me it's going to come down to the coaches. And everything in me wants to say, I got Kyle Shanahan, but God dang it, man, Pete Carroll's been steady Eddie. So it's going to be a game to watch. I don't care how you predict it. It's going to be one that you want to see from start to finish. All 60 minutes are going to be important. So make sure you guys are in the place to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're asking about a watch party. I think, Nick, I think we're launching something new for watch parties. Is that happening this week? Or we're going to do another YouTube one as a practice? We did a YouTube one last week. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. All right. So we'll get you guys figured out. We'll have a final decision by tomorrow night and let you guys know how it's going to go down and how it's going to shake out. But uh, make sure you guys watch the game and stay tuned because it is a season-defining game. Yes, that's right. I'm saying season-defining all the way in week four. All right? It's going to tell you guys the status in the NFC, NFC West, and so on and so forth. So that's going to do it for us tonight. We thank you guys. Show love to everybody. No hate. And uh, that's it. We're going to get up out of here. I can't point to Jesse. Do Do you know our logout, Jesse? No. All right. So I'm going to point to my guys. You guys ready? Let's do it. You guys ready? All right, here we go. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always remain faithful. We out of here. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. Nothing but niners.